either way, you're gonna get us all killed! Look at the size of that thing! I can't. It's too big. Sorry, sweetheart. I haven't got time for anything else. I know you wanna. I know you wanna. I know you wanna. Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of Just The Tip Podcast. If this is your first time, I am your host Georgette and you can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at just underscore Georgette and you can also catch the pod at Just The Tip Pod on Twitter and Instagram and you can use the hashtag JTTPod. I just wanted to say a quick thanks to everyone that has like messaged me privately about the last episode and how much they related so that's very good. Um... Hopefully you will relate just as much with this episode. I have a new guest and as I said previously, um, it's going to be another like heartbreak episode, but from the perspective of women. And I purposely held back on the last one because I didn't want to share too much. And I'm 98% sure I'm probably going to cry just because it's just that kind of it that kind of episode sorry so I'm gonna let my guest introduce herself she's been here before because she's just amazing and she just has to keep coming back whether she likes it or not I have been here before this is what my third time now yeah uh hey guys my name's SJ find me on socials talk with SJ Instagram and Twitter in a nutshell look at let's listen to the sound of me I sound rough boy no you sound great Mm -hmm. (laughs) um I was just about to be like how are you but we were literally just just talking about that how most times someone will ask how you are and the the go-to is to say yeah I'm good I'm fine even if you're not you're just like yeah I'm all right yeah it's that generic response I'm okay I'm okay I'm good you know I'm fine (laughs) yeah meanwhile there's fire everywhere literally literally, (laughs) there's fire everywhere I'm like this is fine this is fine I'm fine that's an accurate gift description like where he's like I'm okay the whole room is just a light a light yeah that's that's it that's 2020 man in it oh tell me about it okay so our icebreakers I feel like I forgot about icebreakers yeah but these are very in line with the conversation so love that I just think it's just gonna be quite triggering. All right, first one, and I'll answer as well. Mm-hmm. When did you last have your heart broken? I've only had my heart broken once, we thank the universe. Have man. you? Yeah, I've only had heartbreak once. I was, I wanna say about 22. Yeah. Yeah, 22. Once and only heartbreak. But I can still remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah, so, yeah. I hear that. Um, I know that on the last episode, um, Luke, my previous guest, shout out Luke, asked me that and I had said this year. Um, but I'm also going to say last year as as well. And the reason that I'm saying that, which I'll talk about later on, was because that was my first like really bad friendship breakup. Oh, if we're talking friendship, then maybe I should revisit that answer. Yeah. Uh, friendship per this year, last this year. year yeah. yeah, on a friendship basis. Oh, please, yeah. I could get my heart and, and that, that really, really fucks me up. But as I said, we will go into that a bit later. Um, what's the most extreme thing that you've done as a result of a breakup? Uh, cut my hair. Yeah. First time I cut my hair, or went short, was after my first heartbreak and my first solo holiday as well. Yeah. Both of those things. I mean, the holiday's not extreme, but I suppose the haircut yeah. would be. Um, what do you think that link is between like a breakup and cutting hair? Because I think that's that's quite common. Yeah, I wrote a piece on it, actually. I wrote a piece on it about like my journey of cutting my hair yeah. and, and what that symbolised for me. And I think 
you know, when I was going through that heartbreak and like going through self-discovery and stuff like that, um, I'd healed so much internally, but then I felt like the outside didn't match the inside and I just wanted yeah. to change. It was like staring at the old me. I didn't recognize that person anymore. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, okay, I want to alter my appearance. Like I want to feel new. Mm. And so I was just like, yeah, let me chop my hair, man. That's what that's what I did. I chopped off my hair. Yeah. Um, I'd wanted to do it for ages anyway. I'd always love short hair on women. Like mm. I've always mad sexy. So I was like, you know what? There's no time like the present, innit? If you yeah. don't like it, that shit will grow back. Same. Like but, that was similar to me um where i had always thought about it and i think like over the years i was just like getting shorter and shorter so i had like shoulder length and then like a bit of a bob and then like a pixie cut it's a gradual thing yeah, so yep. was, and then i think after that breakup i was just like yeah fuck it like let me just just cut it off like if it doesn't suit me the hair will grow back that's not a thing so yeah okay and my final icebreaker is do you think you've healed from every breakup that you have experienced, if whether that is relationship or friendship? Um, I think I've healed. I think the wounds still hurt. Yeah. I think people make this misconception that, you know, to be healed, it means that you don't feel any type of negative emotion attached to that situation anymore. And I don't think that's true. Mm. I think we're human, you know. Um, and yeah, for me personally, like I've definitely healed from my heartbreaks, friendship and relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it still hurts, man. Definitely yeah. still hurts. There's times where I find myself thinking about things and I'm like, okay, I might get a bit teary-eyed. Yeah. And I know like I've moved on from that situation as in like I would never go back. I wouldn't revisit it. If the opportunity arose, I wouldn't revive that situation or friendship, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, it hurts, man. The yeah. fuck? Of course it does. L legit. Yeah. Um, I think I'm the same where I've, I've definitely healed, but I think if I'm keeping it a hundred, one thing that I know that I haven't done is I haven't completely forgiven. Because mm. um, it's just not that easy. But forgiveness is a very long journey. Yeah. And it differs situation to situation. Yeah. You know, like there's no time scale on forgiveness. Yeah. And forgiveness is a personal journey as well. You forgive for yourself. You don't forgive for the other person. Yes. So you can find peace. It's not about the other person, it's yeah. about you. And so I think that encompasses so many different things. For me anyway, forgiveness is something that it took me a long time to grasp and like wrap my head around that whole that whole word forgiveness and what that meant to me. Mm -hmm. Again, oddly enough, I wrote a piece um, in relation to my dad. That, that was such a good piece. Yeah, and I spoke so about good. forgiveness in that and like yeah. forgiving him for myself because I wanted to be able to love and, and yeah. accept the love that I know I deserve and I couldn't do that until I forgave him. Yeah, it's extremely hard. Um, like I know that there's there's people that aren't in my life anymore and I've almost forgiven myself for I guess what I allowed myself to go through where they were concerned. Mm. Um, but I haven't entirely, entirely, <laughs> entirely, sorry, um, forgiven them. Um, and I know that that is linked to the way that I hold people that are in my life. I hold, which- To a high standard oh my on God, a pedestal. Such yep a high standard yep to such a high standard which sometimes i think is is kind of unfair because then i almost take away the fact that that person is just another human just mm -hmm. like me so they're gonna fuck up and, and things of that nature but because i hold them so highly and because i'm very aware of how i am towards them i only mm -hmm. expect the exact same back so when i don't and either a relationship or a friendship breaks down i'm just like 
how could you do that to me? Because I wouldn't do that to you. Right. So it's funny you should mention that because I, I, I cover this a lot with my therapist, uh, managing your expectations of other people. Yeah. Um, and how that's usually a projection of yourself. And like you said, I'm very similar to you. Like the things that people have done to me, I wouldn't fathom doing to them. Yeah. So I struggle to wrap my head around the concept of like how could you hurt me like this or how could you disappoint me like this but like you said what it boils down to is people are human and individuals are flawed and nobody is perfect and so when you have things like friendships and relationships it's you know you can you can hope that somebody wouldn't do but you can't put some people on a pedestal like that especially whether when they're unaware of you putting them on that pedestal right it's like you're holding somebody to a standard or like putting somebody on the shelf and saying i've put you on the shelf and they're not aware of it. Yeah, That's where the disappointment comes in. That's yeah. where stuff like that happens. So yeah. it's weird. Like I, I touch on that so much with my therapist. Like I suppose, I think we touch on it probably monthly mm. about like expectations and managing your expectations of people and what that looks like um, and how hard it can be. Like yeah. even now, I, as much as I'm working on it, I still do it. I still get disappointed. I had a situation just recently with somebody and I was like, I clashed with this kind of person and I didn't expect. And I thought like, they never asked me to do that. Yeah. I did that. I put them on that pedestal. You know, people are human. Mm. Everybody makes mistakes. And whether our mistakes are, in the grand scheme of things, not as big as their mistakes, right? We still make mistakes. Yeah. So who are we to sit and decide that their mistakes are worse it's, it's than us? Absolutely. Right? Exactly. Oh, God, this is honestly, this is going to feel like a therapy session. <laughs> like, I was just like, this is, this is going to, this is going to be therapy. Okay. Let's get into into it then. Oh my gosh. I know. Heartbreaks and breakups. It's funny because when I was getting ready for this this morning, I honestly felt like I was going to therapy because when I've had therapy, I kind of prepare myself for, okay, I'm going to want to talk about this and Mm. I might get upset about this, but I kind of want to, it felt very therapy-esque. I love um, it. Is that yes. a word? Therapy-esque. I don't know. I don't know if it is now. I like yeah. it. <laughs> I just made it up. Um, yeah. So, um, are you happy to share an experience of your heartbreak? You know I'm an open book, man. Yeah. Do we want friendship or relationship? Well, I kind of want to touch on both. So we can we can either start with friendship and then do, sorry, we can start with relationship and then do friendship. That works. After, yeah. Yeah, that works. Uh, relationship. Like I said, I've only had one heartbreak. Um, as in like, I've only ever been in love once. I've okay. loved outside yeah. of that but I've been in love once yeah um and I don't know what's going on with my writing pieces again I touched on this in my short haired piece yeah. like I don't know what's happening but yeah like we met and um he was he was not that much older than me but he was older than me and um it's the first time I had quote unquote dated somebody of a like a very high caliber in certain mm-hmm. times like he owned his own properties he had his own business he was very worldly traveled uh you know ate fine ate at nice restaurants stuff yeah. like he he opened me up to new experiences and things that I had never experienced before um and I just felt head over heels in love like yeah. obviously at the time I didn't realize that was what it was right um and it was just like amazing it just felt like I was on cloud nine all the time yeah like I was you know when you just like listen to someone speak and you're just watching wow, their yeah. lips and they're just you're just, you're just in awe yeah, yeah you're in awe mm-hmm. and you absorb everything about them um and i think prior to him i had always been like i'm quite a mindful person i'm uh, i pick up on the small things but like i really learned him like that's mm. the first person i can say i really went and learned this person um and i i can't even remember how long because we, we weren't even in a relationship we were just dating 
Um, and unbeknownst to me, again, at the time, because I didn't know what this was, he was very emotionally unavailable. Yeah. Um, he had mommy issues. Um, and again, I was young, so I didn't know what this stuff was, right? Yeah. Um, a little back step. Like, I remember prior to him, I remember sitting there asking the universe to send me this type of man. And I listed all of these great qualities that all of the things in which he uh, encompassed. Yeah. But what I didn't ask for was emotional availability. And like yeah. I said, at that age, you don't know what that is. So you don't know you need it until you get with somebody that doesn't have that doesn't it. And have you realise how much... Of how how much of importance it is to have a partner that is emotionally available mm. to you. Um, so yeah, we dated, and then things—I won't say things went sour, yeah, but they kind of went sour. Um, and I remember it kind of came to a head because his mum was coming over from where she lived, mm-hmm. and he had invited me over for the weekend. As I had just posed the question, like, okay, if I'm gonna meet your mom, like, what am I gonna be introduced as? And I remember him saying, meeting my mom and being introduced to my mom are two very different things. And I was like, oh shit then. Okay. Okay. I've, I heard that. Right? Fucking hell. Yeah, like, it was like a slap yeah. in the face. And I was like, we have been literally been spending all this time together, going on dates weekly, we speak every single day. Yeah. Um, and like from my mm. perspective, I it wasn't like I was expecting you to say I'm your girlfriend, right? But, but just, to say I've been introduced and me, and I knew what he meant when he said that, which mm. was what made it worse because indirectly what you were saying is like you can meet my mum, but that don't really mean that, anything, yeah, that, that doesn't right? Mean mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, any uh, things kind of went bad after that, um, and we stopped speaking, and it was weird because I think it was like maybe a week before his birthday, and I had bought him all of this stuff, mm. right? Like I had gone. In. Mm. and I remember having all this stuff at home and being like what am I going to do with this shit so I remember I took it upon myself to go to his house on his birthday I didn't tell him I was coming and he lives far right he was out of London so I'm getting on a train bear mind, from Euston yeah I'm getting really nervous oh my god so I went it was I remember can, let me tell you how much I recall this day I remember exactly what I was wearing I yeah. remember what the weather was like I remember every single thing and I could go off the train and I was his house was literally like his train station was like there. Guys, I'm doing a visual with my hand, sorry. Train station was like there and like his house was literally 30 seconds from okay. the corner. So I remember walking around the corner and I literally, I swear to God, I'm, excuse my language, I felt like I was gonna shit myself. I was so nervous because yeah. I was like, I don't know what's gonna happen or how this is gonna transpire. But I knew like I'm the type of person, if I've bought something for you, irrespective of where we're at, like I want you to have it. Because yeah. at the time I purchased that stuff for him. It was, it yeah. was because I loved him. Yeah. So went knocking on his door. There was no answer. Knock- Bear in mind, if I think back to it, the tap was like a raw, <laughs> light-hearted. <laughs> yeah, you know, like so I could be like, oh, I came and he wasn't yeah. home. These times I knew this nigga was home because his car was in the driveway. Yeah. But all that's going through my mind is like, what if he's here with another girl? What if? Like there were so many variables that was running through my mind, didn't it? Yeah. So like, again, tap, tap. I was like, okay, Shani, good enough to do better than yeah. that. Tap, tap, like, so I knocked. And then like, he opened the door and his face, like he was so startled and confused. And he was just like, what are you doing here? And I was like, oh, I bought this for your birthday. I just wanted you to have it. And like, he was literally, he just stood over his mouth open. I was like, I'm going to go now. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go. And then I literally turned up my home and walked back to the train station and I was sobbing. I remember I got Aww. to the train station. I sat at the train station. And it's so silly, but like a part of me, you know, like in movies where you hope the guy's going to come after yeah, you. Yeah, and right, chase you. And, right? Yeah. I sat at the train station and I must have missed like two trains just hoping Wait, that he yeah. was going to come oh, to the station. And he didn't. And I was like, okay, like he's not going to come. Even though he know he knew how I'd got there, he yeah. I wasn't I didn't have a car at that time, so I wasn't driving. So he knows at this point I've got the train. So I was like, he knows this, and he hasn't come to the train station. Like, get your ass on the train and go the fuck home. So I got on the train and I went home. 
Um, and I think like we had some communication after that and then I didn't hear from him for, like, we didn't speak for ages mm-hmm. and then I think I bumped into him at an event like a maybe a year later and had lost like a shitload of weight I'd cut my hair I remember when he saw me like the look on his face and lots of stuff had transpired yeah. between that time he had got a woman and stuff like that and blah 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 um, and I remember him like coming up to me and be like you look amazing da, da, da. and obviously at this point like I'm totally over this nigger in it so I'm looking at him and I'm just a bit like I don't feel what I felt for you that yeah. day I stood on your doorstep right whereas he's just like a dog with yeah. his tail between his legs because so I look fine I can't yeah. even like I looked so good and I knew I looked good which felt even it was better good. yeah for real for real um but yeah like that that whole situation literally changed like my perspective of myself it changed my perspective of men it like I said I think that's when I became so much more specific about what I asked the universe to send me in a partner and like what I held in, in like high importance like yeah. like I said you know things like having a good job and a good car and stuff that's great right but like it's the internal stuff that matters mm-hmm. like I said emotional availability yeah like I not having it not knowing what it was and not having it was like one of the hardest things ever like I look back and I'm just like he was perfect on paper but he was lacking that one thing and there's no way we could have had a relationship based off of just who he was then like I'm so grateful it didn't work because I can't even imagine what that would have transpired into had we stepped into something much more serious do you you see what I'm saying Mm. like when I look at it now it's like actually the universe sent me a blessing because the per- kind of person that I am, I'm such an emotional being. Like I'm so conscious, I'm so aware. I'm so, all of these things, like how could I be with somebody that was the polar opposite of that? Mm. And like I said, that had his own issues that he refused to even acknowledge, let alone deal with. So yeah, that was my first heartbreak. And that was a fucking bitch, man. Like I remember, especially when I found out he got a girl uh, like a year afterwards, all I was like, it was me. Like I was the problem. Oh. I was the problem. God. Like I remember thinking, right it's mad because if I think about it now like I'm even getting teary-eyed because and I'm not getting teary-eyed about the situation I'm getting teary-eyed because like I really sat and thought like I was the issue yeah. you know like okay he didn't want to get serious with me but he's gone and got serious with, with somebody, somebody else. else oh right this is making me want to cry yeah like it, it was so powerful and like I said in that year so much transpired where like I found out he had a he didn't make it public that he had a girl but I found out he had a girl and then it's like you're still hollering at my line and it was like I really saw him for who he was mm. in that in that year after we stopped speaking because it was like when we were together like you said I had you on this pedestal you could do no wrong in my eyes you were literally the perfect, the perfect. man yeah. and then it was like when we stopped seeing each other the way in which he acted in that year because he thought I was unaware that he had a woman really just showed me who he was as a person yeah. it's like you feel like you can still hit it or you can still holler at me when you come into London and because you know I love you I'm just gonna drop things yeah. at, at, at like a, at the like, hat of a hat of a call what is the saying the call of a hat call of a hat yeah. yeah um and that was really what made me look at him differently after that so like when I bumped into him at that event these times it's like not only have I healed this past year but I really know who you are and it's it's ugly you're actually really ugly yeah it's it's, it's interesting because like when you bump into someone that you were like besotted with they don't even look the same. Yeah. And I remember um, my worst heartbreak when we bumped into each other, I think maybe a year or so had passed. And I looked at him and I was just like, you don't even look like the same person that yeah. I was like obsessed with. Mm-hmm. 
and I couldn't I couldn't get my head around it and I was just like this it's so weird but I think it's because my entire my ideal of you my perception Mm. of you had changed so drastically that I was just like I don't know this person. It's that ideal, isn't it? That, that ideology of what you paint someone to be or you think that they yeah. are. Um, and they always say like, you see someone's true colors when things go nasty in it or when things no longer are working. Yeah. And I, it's mad because I have seen him so much since then. Like I saw oh him at God. a DLT. Oh I saw him, I saw him about two months ago when I, we was meant to go to, I was meant to go to an event that got canceled with some of the girls. And I remember pulling up and my friend was like, oh, you know, so-and-so's in the car right in front of you. I was like, what? Like our windscreens were yeah. facing each other. And I looked, I was like, oh, I didn't even clock. And it's so funny because until this day, he can never look me in the eye. Whereas I have absolutely no issue looking at you because I know I never done you any wrong. Yeah. And I think deep down, you know, Yeah. you know, the way, not just the way you handled things, but afterwards, like you were <laughs> a nasty piece of work, yeah. innit? And like I said, I don't, I, it's not like I find any like joy or comfort in that. But like I said, I, when we were no longer together and the way he acted after that year really just had me like, okay. Cool. Yeah. Like, all right, cool. cool. But yeah. it was hard, man. Fuck that shit hurt. That hurt like a bitch. Like it was, I remember I had, I suffered from insomnia for like three months. I didn't, I wasn't oh, sleeping. Like it's, I know Absolutely. like, I don't know if guys, I don't want to say guys can't necessarily relate because obviously women and men internalize heartbreak differently, yeah. Different. yeah? Mm-hmm. But like, I know a lot of women that probably sitting here yeah. listening to this thinking, yeah, like Same. I couldn't sleep, I wasn't eating, like I just cried. I cried when I woke up, I cried when I went to sleep, I cried oh, when I went to the bathroom, God. I cried, I cried, I cried on the train, I cried everywhere I could, Listen, I just yeah, m- Many a train have I cried on many a train and it feels so like movie or like a flip doesn't up, it just like a music video and i'm just staring out sobbing in the distance and i'm crying my eyes out on this train just like i can't cope and if i think about my worst um heartbreak so i've talked about that breakup a lot so i'm probably not going to talk about it but i think the one thing that i haven't fully gone into detail in was just how bad i was mm. Um, so when that relationship ended, um, I internalized everything and I didn't speak to anybody. Mm. I, because I physically couldn't even get the, get what I was thinking in my head and turn that into words Mm -hmm. that people could understand. And it was just like, I can't explain how I feel right now. And so I'm just going to internalize everything and Mm. just implode and that is exactly what I did like you I had insomnia I didn't sleep properly for four months and I remember it to the day because I remember the first day that I slept the whole night and I was just like oh my god I slept yeah and I was in shock and I tried everything and I was just like I don't want to take sleeping tablets so I took like herbal sleeping tablets I took baths I did everything and I just I couldn't sleep but it's like that heartbreak oh god I don't want to cry Oh, don't, because if you cry, I cry. <laughs> Fam, it's too early. Don't be doing this to Ooh. me. Please, please, please. It's horrible. Do you know what it's, the pain, yeah, that heartbreak brings is like, I say this to people all the time. My heart actually was hurt. hurting. Like I had this constant pain in my chest and it would not go away. And it didn't matter what I did. And like you said, the only time you get some release is if you're asleep. Yeah. And then you open your eyes. Listen, and the right, first thing you think of is like- Is, is that, is is him. And it's, it's like, that's why I slept so much because I was just like, that is the only time that I'm at peace until mm. it, it became like a thing where I'm then dreaming. Yeah about this person mm-hmm. and I'm like yo leave me alone there's no like, escape you don't have an escape th- there was nothing 
And it's like, even getting upset now isn't because like I haven't healed, but it's just... It takes you back to that moment. To that moment. Mm -hmm. Of what that feels like. It's horrible. It's literally like, I remember feeling, thinking, how can your heart hurt? Hurt that bad. And like, honestly, I, I feel so sad for that person that I was mm. because it was awful. And that's why I was teary-eyed when I said like, I forgive like forgiveness is like such a huge thing like i had to forgive myself yeah i know that like i didn't do anything i wasn't the reason he didn't want to be in a yeah, relationship yeah. you know that even that like any women listening to this can probably relate to know like if you break up with somebody and then they get with somebody else or and it's it's just it's so shit because i think as like women i can't speak for men but we we blame ourselves so easily yeah so quickly and it's just like what don't we have what were we lacking what didn't I we wasn't do enough. yeah like, like it was me it's it's something that that i've done mm -hmm. and again it was a thing where we broke up and i think within a year he was in another relationship and i was just like bruh yeah like <laughs> what <laughs> and so i did that that whole you can love, but you didn't want to love me. Right. For whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And where we didn't ever have like a conversation or closure, th there was nothing. I just never knew. And I just like remember just, I was in bed so much. I was just like, I can't, I, fiz I, I didn't eat, I didn't sleep. I took a lot of time off of work. I left the country mm. because I was just like, I feel like I'm still physically too close to you. Yeah. And I can't access you and I can't talk to you because for whatever, for whatever reason, sorry, you're not answering my calls. You're not returning mm. text messages. Like you've just, gone radio silence on me and I'm left here with all of these feelings of what the fuck do I do? And that's one thing, I mean, I, I hate breakups anyway, right. but that's one thing that I hate the most because it's like, you're the cause of my pain, but the only person that I want to speak about you. is you. Yep. You're the only person that I just could- want you to hold me. I just literally just want you to- Literally. Yeah, I just want you to hold you're me. You're the only mm -hmm. person that could possibly alleviate some of what I'm feeling, but you're the person that is calling me or causing me yeah. all of this fucking agony. So um, I was just like, I feel too close to him because we lived like in the same area. And I was just like, this is this is too much for me. So I booked a flight and I left the country because I was just like, no, nah, I'm sorry, I, I can't. Um, and um, I went to therapy because I think the thing that I struggled with um, is when I would try to speak to friends and th this this doesn't have anything to do with them, but as a friend or family that generally care for you, when they see you cry, the first instinct is, oh my God, please don't cry. Mm. It's okay. And it's like, in that moment, I was like, I need to cry. cry. Yeah. Um, and so I then became so aware of how I was feeling was impacting other people. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was just like, I need to go to therapy because my therapist would just let me cry. She'd yeah. be like, oh, if, if you want to sit here and cry, just cry. cry. Yeah. Um, and so I'm not saying that when we have people that are around us that cry that we shouldn't 
try to console them. But I don't think we should be as quick to be like, oh my God, don't. Do you know what is crying though makes a lot of people feel uncomfortable? Yeah, that's, that's very That's true. what it is, especially if you're not necessarily like innately an emotional person. Mm. Like I've seen it before. Like, I have friends and they just feel, you could just see their body tense up, their stance changes. Yeah, they just don't like, know necessarily what fuck. to do when someone's crying. Yeah. Like how they don't really know how to console when it's like, I actually don't need you to console me. Yeah. You don't even need to say anything. Just, just be here. Just be here. While I cry. Yeah. Like, I'll stop eventually. Yeah, like, and then, yeah, we can hu- chat. Give me a hug. Like yeah. you don't have to say anything. You don't need to, you know, it's don't feel that silence. Mm. I've noticed people love to feel silences. That's not just in relation to this topic. I'm talking about across the board. Yeah. I'm somebody, if I'm comfortable silence, with you, um, I can sit in silence. Yeah. Like, we don't need to have a conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, your presence is enough, mm-hmm. but some people don't know how to do that. Yeah. They just need to feel the need to just fill the space. It's just like, shh. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Um, And I think like a couple of things that, that kind of came out of that breakup for me, um, which I think I'm probably still like working on, is just feeling of disappointment. I don't handle disappointment well anyway. Mm. I'm very aware. I, I don't handle it well. Um, but also just that massive sense of like rejection mm. and just feeling like I wasn't good enough Ooh. for someone to go the whole way with. Yeah, but even that, that again is that whole um, you're not good enough yet. Like them not wanting to love you or be with you is that's their that's own them. stuff yeah. it's, not, it's not a reflection of you mm-hmm. it's not a reflection of what you haven't done it's not a reflection of who you are mm-hmm. but like you said we as women have this huge tendency to internalize like things like quote-unquote rejection and say like oh my god i'm the cause of that or, yeah. oh my god i'm the issue it's just like um i speak about this with my therapist all the time that like, everybody is on their own individual journey yeah and some people are a lot further along in the healing process of life than mm-hmm. others and so like you said sometimes you'll cross paths with somebody and like you might be here and they might be there mm. and that's why things don't work mm-hmm. that's not because you're not compa- necessarily compatible, compatible yeah. it's because the what pace that they are right now in their it, life yeah. is just not where you are it doesn't are. match up yeah mm-hmm. um, but like you said I think our first innate thing to do is like blame ourselves and point yeah. the finger and say like okay what didn't I do or why aren't I enough or if I had done maybe the outcome would mm-hmm. have been it's just like and you know we love to sit and do that whole what what if what game, if, yeah. which drives us even more insane mm-hmm. because the what ifs don't matter because they're what ifs, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You, the, the, they're not going to happen. You're not going to be able to change the outcome of the situation you're currently in. And I generally, generally believe that every single thing happens and pans out the way it's meant to. And in the moment, yeah. even if you can't see it, you will realise it. 100%. Like, I know that I was meant to go through that. Like, right. I, I know it took me a long time to accept, okay, that, all right, Georgette, you were supposed to go through this mm-hmm. because in the moment, I was very much like, this isn't fair. Why me? Mm-hmm. Why is, is this happening to me? And at that point, so I was about 20, 27, maybe 28. Mm. And it's like a lot of my friends at that point were like moving in with their boyfriends mm-hmm. or they were getting proposed to or they were having kids. And I was just like, why me? Right. Like, why is it that I'm the, oh, Georgette just kind of does her thing. She's the single friend and, and all of that. But I think a massive thing to to blame, I think, is just society because we've been raised to kind of think that, you know, you're with someone for X amount of time and you are going to get married and you are going to have kids and you can have a family. Mm-hmm. And life just doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't. Like, at all. So then that's that's why I had this, like, massive 
feeling of what's wrong with me because mm-hmm. as far as I was concerned and from what I'd seen in films or Disney or right. friends or family or just what I had seen in like books as a kid, I'm supposed to be with you because mm-hmm. we've been together for X amount of time and that's just what is meant to happen. Yeah. So I think for a long time, I felt extremely robbed because I was just like, why was I robbed of that happiness mm. that I thought was meant for me? But it just wasn't meant for me. But another thing is as well, it's like, and again, like, my therapist is like my best friend. <laughs> he was just like, why not you? Why not you? Like, we love to sit and say, why me? Why, why not you? Yeah. Right? Why, why, why can that situation yeah. not happen to you? Why exactly. is that experience? Not, like, you know, I think for me, when I go through any sort of turmoil, friendships, relationships, whatever, I always, always, always try and find and draw something good from it. It doesn't matter how bad the situations yeah. were. It doesn't matter how bad they were. Like, I've had some horrific situations as mm. well. And I always try and take one ounce of good from that situation. <clears throat> may it be something they've taught me. May it be I've learned what I no longer want in a friendship or I no longer want in a relationship. I've taken something positive from that situation that I can apply in my life and help me moving forward yeah. to make better decisions mm-hmm. you know and i think like if we started doing that as humans we'd find a lot more comfort in like disappointment and pain and the, yeah. the negative and horrible situations we go through because we all everyone's li- in, like on their own life journey and everybody has a story and everyone's carrying quote-unquote baggage do you see what i'm saying all of us are every single one of us and no one's story is any worse than anybody else's yeah. it's just different mm-hmm. But like I said, I think it's so easy to focus on the negative and the hardships. Like it's just innately who we are as individuals. But like when you try and draw something positive from that situation, it will completely shift your outlook on that. Absolutely. And that's what I try and do. Mm-hmm. Like like I, I definitely became a lot more aware of self mm. after that. And I had to face a lot of demons that I think I had just pushed away. Because I think one thing that I have become very aware of is that my um response to like things that are very traumatic is mm. to compartmentalize and forget it right. and so i often say oh my god i've got such a bad memory like oh i forgot that happened but i i genuinely think that is my mind's way of keeping me sane yeah because i know that at that time i wasn't ready to seriously unpack all of that mm-hmm. so there's a lot of, of things that i've had to come to to terms with off of the base sorry off of the back of like a relationship so I've Mm -hmm. had to look at how I was raised I'm not faulting my parents at all but I've just I've I've had to look at situations that have happened growing up and Mm -hmm. be like okay you know that impacted you in that way and that's why you now do this or having a tricky relationship with your dad has caused you to dislike this or to like yeah. this and things like that and and I said um on the last episode that one of my biggest issue is asking men for anything mm. I just I can't do it mm-hmm. because I don't want you to disappoint me so I'm just like instead of being upset or disappointed that you haven't done what I've asked mm-hmm. you I'm just not going to ask I'm just going to do it myself right and so what has then happened, which I, I touched on, is I've become a very self-sufficient woman. Mm-hmm. And that's great, but I'm also just like, that I I don't always allow anyone in. Because I'm just like, mm-hmm. I can I can trust me. Like, I know Well, yeah, because you don't disappoint here. you, do you? Yeah. You can rely on yourself. Yeah. You know you're not going to let yourself down. You know if you say you're going to do something, it's going to get done. Yeah, exactly. 
and whereas when you hand that responsibility or power over to somebody else like you said it gives them the opportunity to do all of the things we've just talked about mm-hmm. so it's hard i'm definitely i'm very similar to you in that sense i'm extremely self-sufficient extremely independent yeah um have been since i was a child again it's it has a lot to do as well of um lot to do sorry with your parents and your upbringing as you've just stated you know um you basically mirror image well yeah this is what i've learned you mirror image what you see growing up right so my mom single parent had to do everything on her own that's innately what i've been taught is what you do she's never relied on a man because when she has they have disappointed or mm. again exactly what i do like and then also it's being reaffirmed by my own personal yes. experiences right like that's literally why i even started therapy i didn't start therapy because i had anything i wanted to unpack i started therapy because i wanted an even greater understanding of not just who i am but my character traits and which ones have been shaped through trauma yeah that's why i started therapy because i wanted to understand and i wanted to be able to not necessarily be in control of it but be so aware that when i see patterns of behavior or triggers or things come up i'm able to identify it and also moving forward with a partner be able to say look yeah this is what happened Mm -hmm. and this is a result of and exactly what you've just said like being conscious enough to be able to acknowledge it and accept it and Mm -hmm. say it's part of who i am and it doesn't necessarily have to change but there's ways in which i can work on it yeah absolutely like I, i know that there are traits that i have now that is only a result of that breakup mm-hmm. like absolutely so for instance um i don't like the sense of feeling dropped by anybody mm. and my first go-to is to just be like okay cool fine wh- whatever because like, i'm just like i'm not gonna beg you to chat to me right i will n- i will never do that but that's because he, because he dropped you without explanation yeah, yeah. so it's, and, it's an unhealed because, trauma yeah and then it then became like a thing where I I felt like I was begging this guy to to just just answer the phone just right. just text me back just, and how horrible that feeling just, is fucking hell yeah and you know what it is and every time they don't text you back you feel stupid for texting stupid. but you like, like I wish I had never I wish I had never I used to feel I would literally type a message sit on it I'm like now nah, fuck it I'm gonna send it and send it like fuck's sake why did you send it you knew that he wasn't going to reply and that's why did you it's like you're arguing with yourself because yeah. you literally know that he's not going to reply yeah but you still send the message and then you feel it. even worse for afterwards and then you send the another message. one yeah and i'm just like and it's like it's annoying because you're actually arguing with yourself yeah because i then get angry like how dare you not text me back come see madness you're actually arguing with yourself you and know. then i keep text and honestly that's what I went through, I called and called and called and called, cool. I can text, text and text, 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 nothing. And I just said, you know what? Like, I, I don't know what that point was like. Like, I know that with any friendship or or relationship, I always have a point where I'm like, enough. A shot, like a turn, like yeah. a shut off point, yeah. Um, But I, I don't often know what that point is. So like, I know that with that, it just got to a point and I said, Georgia, enough, enough. Do you know what it's like you said? It's that whole bet when you start to feel like you're begging. begging. That, that whole begging for somebody's time, begging for them to acknowledge you, begging for communication. Like, I think, and again, it's a lot tied to self-worth, you know, and self-love. Mm. Because if you loved yourself enough, you, you'd know that you wouldn't jump, have to, I would have been like, okay, you, cool. Yeah, you'd know that you yeah. wouldn't have to beg somebody to respond to you. Yeah. And somebody that claims that they love you, you wouldn't have to beg for that from mm-hmm. them. 
And that's what that is. Like you said, it's a, it's about really honing and tapping into who you are and understanding a deeper understanding of self. Yeah. Like that, when you when you gain that, it's a game changer. Honestly, such a game changer. Honestly, because that that was that was very shit. <laughs> okay, so let's talk mental health and breakups. Like just in terms of how, like I guess badly or, or positively, it has impacted your mental health or mine so like I know that with me I had a really bad period where I obviously like I said wasn't eating wasn't sleeping blah blah blah. so it was very very bad I had a lot of like negative thoughts but then I also had that point where I just wanted to like get into the gym like hard Mm. or then I just kind of wanted to like fuck everybody I guess to tie it back into sex since this is a Yeah, I was just about podcast. to say, did you mean fuck everyone, like fuck the world or like fuck no, everybody? like actual penetration. Oh, okay, like, cool. Um, yeah, so there was that. But I think one thing that I, I found, which kind of like took me by surprise was that my vagina was really sad. Like I, I couldn't get wet. Do you know what? I've experienced that, but I don't know if it was after a breakup. I think it was, when was it? Like it wasn't, it wasn't that I couldn't get wet. I couldn't orgasm, but I can't oh. remember. I think I'm sure I spoke to you about this though. I feel like Maybe, we've touched on yeah. this. Yeah. I just was struggling to orgasm, but it wasn't after a breakup. So I don't know if it's, don't think it's related. But I think for me, that's because even though the breakup had <laughs> happened and I was obviously like very heartbroken, mm. I still felt that even if I spoke to like another guy, I felt like I was in the wrong. Like betray you. Yeah. Bit, yeah like b- being, like, bit, being, being, Wow. <laughs> I know what you're trying to say. Do you had this, like... Like I was being deceitful. There we go. That's yeah, so much better. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Change the words. Um, and then even like, I think the, the the first person that I had sex with after my breakup, I felt awful. Not because I didn't enjoy the sex, but in my mind, I was like, if he was to come back to me like t- tomorrow, right? I'd be like, oh my God, like I, I just had sex with another person. And then thinking that's going to make him not want, want me you. when he hasn't even come back. Right. No, I, actually, after my first heartbreak, i that's when I got my first fuck buddy. So no, it was good Is for it? me. Yeah. That's when I was like in my whole experimental bag. Okay. Um, And I think the reason, to be honest, prior to that, I had never had sex outside of a relationship. But I think the reason I was able to do it then is because my heart was still tied to that guy. So I was able to separate the two. Like I knew I just wanted the physical. Like I found someone I was attracted to. He was attracted to me. And Mm -hmm. it was like, okay, we have this raw chemistry. And like, I just want to have sex. And like, that went on for ages. It still sounds sad. It still stands as some of the best sex of my life. Yeah. Um, I'm even still talk now. And that was what? over eight years ago yeah so I had something similar um but I think at the time I was very much like let me just do casual sex because I can control what is going on that's another thing like it is a control thing it you know, is a control thing because you know you know what you're stepping into so you know you cannot get hurt because exactly. you know the parameters of yeah. what that situation yeah. is 100% so it's like I've gone into that thinking there's no way that I'm going to get played or anyone's going to break my heart or anything because I'm saying, bro, this is what I want. I'm only fucking you. Right. I'm not going out for dinner. (laughs) Literally, you're not fucking me. I'm fucking you. I will tell you when and where and what Mm. time and what hotel to book and all of that. Yes. And that's what it is. And again, I think that is just a way of like protecting 
yourself from any further pain. Of course it is. And I wouldn't say that's all casual sex. We're just no, like, talking yeah, yeah. specifically related to heartbreak. Yeah. But yes, I totally Absolutely. agree with you. Like I wouldn't have been able to have that experience had that situation not happened. So yeah, mm. I agree. Um, I concur. You concur, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking, should we yes. go over to friendships? Shoot it. Although I forgot our magnums, but yeah, let's That's go. okay, no, it's fine. Um, it's fine for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, friendship breakups. So, oh, man. So I said this on the episode before. I think that women go through it more than what men do yeah but i think after having the conversation last time with luke and rella i part part of me thinks that oh my god what am i trying to say part of me thinks that that is because (laughs) men don't open up like that whereas with women when we feel any any kind of disrespect the smallest i'm telling you yeah so no sorry either i'm telling you or i'm I'm automatically going to act different and not tell you because Mm -hmm. i've had previous female friends that have felt away and not said anything but acted very very different and okay. when I'm like oh babe like is everything good mm. like yes it's cool it's cool it's cool and then I'm just like I feel like men I'm again I don't like to speak for, for men, men yeah but I feel like the for I've I've spent a lot of time around men I've grown up with my brothers my my, my brother sorry and my male cousins and a lot of my childhood friends were males so I just feel like the dynamic of male friendships are very different to female yeah. friendships like even now with my male friends like I never hear them argue or fall out yeah. like it has to take something big yeah. for, for there to be a fallout yeah, yeah. of a friendship Same. like and I'm talking like huge like you, he fucked your baby mum or like Jesus you know something like <laughs> yeah. do you see what I'm saying yeah. it has to be at that oh we can never come back from this like I don't feel like they have them petty small disputes that us women have yeah because like I feel like with them they are very much it's not that serious yeah it's not that deep to them it's not that deep yeah and so even if so like i'm the same as you i have a lot of male cousins Mm -hmm. so i think even growing up the way that i've I've interacted with men and women has been very very different because i've always been around men same and so i see how they banter and 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 all of that so for me that's quite normal Mm -hmm. but then when i've now tried to have like relationships with women growing up as in friendships there's always just been something some sort of drama some sort of breakup and um for the most part they've been very very shit like like don't get me wrong i i think sometimes i can be quite dismissive mm. and so if someone is presenting an, an issue to me where i'm like i know that this is a personal problem for you mm-hmm. i'm just not gonna take it on yeah because i'll be like nah i'm sorry i mean i'm pretty much the same like my first real interaction with women was like when i went to august secondary school yeah and that for me set the tone because that experience was one of the most horrific experiences of my life imagine doing that like i was bullied horrifically to the point that a couple of occasions i thought of taking my own life so my experience with women like i've seen the extreme of how just nasty women can be how bitchy they can be what they're capable of so i think that definitely set the tone for like how I viewed like female friendships on a whole. Um, Although in saying that, in spite of that situation, I still always longed for female friendships. I always wanted that sisterhood. I always wanted that. So I always sought it, like I always sought sought it out. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah. It's not seeked. No. Sought. Sought. Yeah. I always sought out female friendships. Um, Like I never allowed that experience to like taint my view of like women generally. Mm -hmm. Like I knew what they were capable of. I was like, this can't be everybody, you know? Um, So like even like college again, like tried to make female friends in college. Didn't necessarily go very well had a female friend that decided to take me to court like i have been on the receiving what i have been on the receiving end of women on in the most horrific ways you can imagine like it, if i really sat and listed the yeah, stuff you'd be yeah, like yeah, wait yeah. what so for mm. me i'm just like nothing surprises me when it comes to women anymore but again now i'm like in my late 20s what a year from 30 and i'm very fortunate that i have women around me that i can class as my sisters and yeah. i generally believe like there isn't any of that underhanded bitchy jealous nature none of that like we all have our best interests at heart and i think it's taken a long time to get there though because lord knows like like i said i've i've been through it with women honestly same and i'm like you where i've i've always wanted my like my click yeah but i think what i've had to come to terms with is i'm not a clicky person Mm. so that that setup doesn't work for me yeah but for so long i i wanted my like my girlfriends or like the ashley's from that recess i was gonna say but don't you feel like it has a lot to do with like growing up like a lot of black movies yeah i used to watch like a lot of black movies like the best man the words of the dirt and like you see like people that that have been friends since they were in school and now they're grown and like that was always what i pictured i wanted like i'm older we have our kids we get together for holidays like that definitely shaped my perspective of like okay this is what that's meant to look like and even like now you'll sit on twitter or social media and you'll see people like oh my girlfriend from college or primary school and then they make it seem i've seen people make it seem like oh if you don't have long-standing friends then then you're the common denominator or you there's an issue with you and it's like actually that's not necessarily true because when you outgrow people let's start there shall we like as individuals we continue to grow and sometimes you outgrow people and that's just not in friendships that's also we've seen that happen in relationships there have been people that have been in relationships for years and like one day they just not necessarily falling out of love but they're just different people Mm -hmm. and that who they are doesn't align with where they want to go in life so i just feel like it's very funny that i i find it very funny that people can sit and kind of make that quick stance judgment of like oh yeah people that don't have long-standing friends it's like you don't really know I think everything is situated like it's dependent on situation yeah right yeah I feel like that anyway yeah. and like you said like even shows like Saved by the Bell one-on-one yeah. all those shows you, shows you watch growing up again it was like you have a friendship click and, da, 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 and like, that's it and, until so from like school to college right. to uni to yeah <laughs> marriage and then you all have kids yeah, at the same but time but that's like yeah. not real life yeah. Yeah. that's like that's not real life that's not how life goes yeah. like and I guess it kind of ties into the whole as well like how women think, yeah, you grow up, you get married, you have kids. Like that's definitely drilled into us through things like TV as well yeah. from a young age. So I think it definitely skews our perception of how things are meant to go. Mm. And it's like, even I'm like, you, I don't have a click in terms of like, my girlfriends are all singular friends. Same. They only come together when I invite them all Which out. Which is usually like on my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't have a click of girlfriends. I have yeah. individual friends and I love that because they all serve a different purpose as well and i love that when they get together they can all interact but like outside they all like i said they're just my singular friends so yeah i don't know like the whole friends female friends like it's i feel like it's a 
it's a touchy topic for me anyway same don't worry um, <laughs> like yeah that's like, yeah. big for me absolutely because like um i've just i've experienced a lot of betrayal from women that i have classed like my sisters and so i've had to kind of look at me and be like am i not having a good judgment of character mm-hmm or is it something that I'm doing that m- makes people feel that they can cross that line? Or just what is it? And I've had to really sit and think. And there was um, a girl that I was like, so I've, I had known this girl, sorry, since we were in nursery. And so we did that where we, we were from nursery. Oh we went gosh. to the same school. We, we, we grew up together. And even though we kind of distanced because we went to like different colleges and, and, and things like that, we were still very, very cool. Um, and she did something really, really fucked. Um, basically, I was in a, a relationship that broke down really, really badly. And I remember one day she was at my house and I was sobbing. We literally sat on my bed and I was like, why is this guy doing this to me? Crying my eyes out. And she's there and she's like, babe, I know it's fine. Don't worry, you're gonna be cool, whatever, whatever. Months later, they were in a relationship. <coughs> <coughs> And I was just like, sorry, what? <sighs> and I was like, I can't explain the level of baffled that I was because I, for me, I was just like, when did that happen? Because I don't believe that we broke up and then you two started talking and then- so No, they're definitely wh- talking before. So when, when the fuck did that happen? And why were you so brazen to think I was just in this girl's house? With Listen, her? Some, just, some people just don't have shame though. Like I've actually learned that in life. Some people have just don't have shame. They don't have shame. But I, so like just so much happened um, even after that because she wasn't telling people the facts. And, and so people thought that I just had an, an issue with her for no reason. And so if I spoke to anyone and, and I would actually say, this girl was in my house while my heart was fucking breaking and she's with my ex-boyfriend, of course I'm gonna have a fucking issue with that. Um, but the awful thing that happened was that I grew hatred for her. Mm. She's the only person that I've, I've hated in in my life. And I grew this hatred and resentment for her where like she could walk past me in the street and my blood would boil. Someone could say her name and I'd be like, don't talk about that right. girl around me and it would switch my entire mood. Mm. And it took me a lot of work to kind of get over that. Like resentment is not it. It honestly, it eats you up from the inside. I see, I'm trying to think I've ever resented anybody that I'm no longer friends with. Cause some people, I've had people, even the last two years, I've had people do me dirty but yeah. I don't even feel like I resent them I just like I said I think because I've had such horrific experiences from such a young age nothing surprises me when it yeah. comes to women anymore and that's such a sad thing to say but like I don't put nothing past, past anybody yeah, like people can come and say oh so and so did this and I'll be like oh, okay like and they'll be like why are you not surprised I'm like because people are capable of even if um, you think you know somebody no, you, you don't know you somebody don't. all it takes is for a situation or a scenario to happen to bring out somebody's true colours mm-hmm. and that's what I've learned mm-hmm. and I also find that when especially in friendships, when people do you wrong, yeah, they're always the ones that are quick to want to tell chat. their story. Yeah, because they want to steer the narrative of the yeah, conversation. Like, that's true. I always say all the time, like, 
I know I am a great friend. Yeah. I am a great friend. And so I sleep easy at night knowing that I I have a clean heart. My heart is pure. Yeah, like I so. never do anything with ill intention. Like anything I ever do for somebody that I class as a friend, a family member, a partner is through nothing but love. Like yeah. I operate from a place of love always. So. Um, and so, you know, even when I hear people telling this an event or that version of events, I just let them speak because I feel like I don't need to stand up there and defend myself because I know the truth. Mm-hmm. The reason that you're so pressed to say something because you know you did me yeah. wrong, you know? So you don't want people to ask that, oh, what happened? Oh, da, da, da. Because you'll have to say, oh, X, Y, and Z. So you'd rather get in there first. first and like, oh, and this so, is oh, what yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. Whereas it's like the person that's always the loudest, uh, always have mm-hmm. mo- more often than not have the most to hide. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. Just talk, I let people talk now. I don't yeah, feel the need to defend my name or my honor or the situation. Like I, I really don't give a shit. Yeah. I don't care. Like, yeah. <laughs> but it's taken me a long time to get there because in the early days, like when when I would have breakdowns of female friendships, like I would take it so personally. Same. I'd be like, why would they do me like that? Like I don't understand. Like. The, the pain from your your friend hurting you, <laughs> it outweighs any man. Listen, female, my female, whoever, yeah. yeah, my female heartbreaks through friendship have been worse for me than any man could have done me. Like any man, like I swear to you, as I sit here, Georgette, like I literally, absolutely, my yeah, like the satin about like I said, your girlfriends are meant to be your confidants though. They're meant to be the people that have your back. Mm-hmm. That it doesn't matter whatever the weather we're going through, we've got yeah. each other. Like, but that's that's not always the case. That's not always that the is case. not and, always and, the and case. I think that's why it, it hurts even more because, yeah. like, I think you have this level of trust for your for your female friends. Like, mm-hmm. you know what? Whatever happens, I know that I've got you. Yeah. Whatever I go through, and it's like I can <sighs> think about times where either I've been through shit or like like a friend has has been through shit, but once they call you you're there mm-hmm. no questions asked whether it's to turn up at their house or to turn up at someone else's house or just w- whatever it is and so w- when that does break down you just think if i can't trust you and you're meant to be my, my best friend of x amount of years or whatever you're, you're meant to be my my person and and like even i don't think that our soulmates are just people that we are romantically no. involved no, with no 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 like no, some no. of of the the girls that i'm even like to this day one of my my best my best friend i tell her all the time she's my soulmate oh yeah i said that i literally i like my soul sisters i say yeah. that to my girlfriends all the time you know my soul sisters yeah. like literally i generally feel like that i don't feel like um soulmates are just romantical yeah no at all at all um but i think also when it comes to like female friendships is so important to keep like-minded women around you because I find that a lot of the times I've been disappointed in female friendships is because I expect people to be how I am and they're not and also and this is it kind of ties in with learning people like I'm a big like I if I clash as a friend or like a partner I will learn you and I mean every facet of who you are, every intricate detail, mm. like how you operate, how your mind ticks, how, uh, what your love language is, what <laughs> your style of communication is. Like, cause the way I talk to one friend isn't how I talk to the Absolutely. other, right? And I find like when I learn people, I'm able to, I've always le- like taken the time to learn people. So I'm able to read people pretty well. Mm. And I find often that, you know, everyone is like we say that we've said this before like everyone has their own journey in life right and like things that they're battling through but i find that when people have more demons than others i find that it kind of shifts the nature of your friendship yeah 
Like, if somebody isn't happy with who they are, if somebody doesn't love who they are, that's going to come out yeah. in aspects 100%. of your friendship through things like jealousy mm-hmm. or, you know, bitchiness or yeah. underhanded comments. And that's not me sitting saying like, oh, you know, like, I'm perfect or I don't have that stuff. I'm just very aware of my faults and I make sure that not I have them under control, but like I don't ever allow them to seep into aspects of my friendships yeah. because like if I love you, I always want the best for you. Like, and I'm always going to be supportive of who you are yeah. and what it is you want to do. But that's not, like, you don't always find that in friendships. Yeah. Like I sit and say all the time, like if your friends are not supportive, loving, encouraging, telling you that you can do that, like, if they're not all of those positive things, you need to start reevaluating your, your friendships. Because let me tell you, friendship isn't nastiness. It isn't bitchiness. It isn't cattiness. It isn't underhanded comments. It isn't lack it's, of support. It, yeah. It's none of that stuff in it. It's not competitive. Oh my God. Say it louder again, please. It's, it's not, not competitive. And that I've, one. And again, that's something that I've been through where it gets to a, a point where like me, I, I pick up on people's, en- and I say all the time, I pick energy. up on people's energy. Yeah. I'm so open to it. So if, mm. if someone does something just a bit different, Off. I'm like, Sense it. what is that? Do you know what it is? I've never understood competitiveness though. Like I've never, I feel like there's room for everybody to win, yeah? And even just aside from that, as my friend, why do you feel like you're in competition with me? me? We're completely, two completely different human beings, number one. Yeah. Number two, you're my friend. Like, you're my friend. Yeah. Like, what does friend mean to you? Because yeah. fr- friend to me doesn't mean my competitor. Yeah. I might compete with someone in the workplace. I might compete with somebody in the gym. Like, <laughs> my, but my, my friend, friend? Like, my, that doesn't, like, I, I, it baffles me. Like, I can't wrap my head around, around that concept. That, yeah. So when I see it and I've experienced it, that's for me one of the biggest things that might yeah. be like, yeah, okay, we uh, this friendship isn't going to last. Yeah. Like, I've, like, I had, um, a friendship ages ago and again I, I was just picking up on things but I couldn't quite put my finger on it and I remember speaking to um an, an ex's mum and I've told her and, and um she was just like you make people uncomfortable mm. and I was just like I don't get it she was like that's the thing you're not doing it on purpose but just your nature, how you carry yourself, uh-huh. just how you are as a person. When when people aren't cool with who they are inside, it makes them uncomfortable because yep. they're like, why is this yep. Why is this girl, sorry, got it all together? Mm-hmm. Why is this girl always happy? And why is she always getting a win? And it, it makes people uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. And it's those kind of quote unquote friends that you have to be so wary, wary of. Yep. Yep. Yeah, everything you said, that's why I'm just smiling because she's absolutely right. When you're that sure of yourself and who you are as a person, it makes people that aren't sure of themselves very uncomfortable. And then you see those nasty traits come out in them. And like you said, like, I think you have to be really mindful when you spot those things in people to really take a step back and like evaluate them, their character, your friendship, all of that. Mm. Because nothing strikes without warning. And let me tell you, like it might start off with something subtle like that, Mm. but it will get bigger. And like you said, look, you, I mean, you could never have imagined that with your friend dating your ex. Do you see what I'm saying? But it's like, listen, there are always warning signs. Literally there are always warning signs. So now I'm, I think I may be at the extreme now where like, this, I'll see the smallest thing and I will drop you the fuck up. I'm not even yeah. trying to go down that line of yeah. let's see how this pans out. I know how this shit's going to pan yeah. out because I've been through that but, too many yeah, times same. now. So I will drop people out without cause or reason if I feel like something is off. If my soul, my intuition says, uh-uh, yeah. I'm saying and snip, snip. Especially if 
if I know that I, I haven't done you anything. Yeah. Like, again, I'm such a pure hearted person. Like everything I do genuinely comes from a place of love. Yep. So if, if anyone, male or female, ever comes at me sideways, I'm honestly confused because I'm just like, I don't know what you added up to get here because that's not what it is on this side of like, the exam paper. This like, is the thing. Like, I'm not saying like, I'm perfect or I'm not like I don't have my faults or I'm yeah, not, sometimes not. difficult to deal with but like generally across the board like you can never t- like tie words like shady to me or bitchy or unsupportive like none of them words you could ever place to my and name and you know what even if I am if someone came and said Raj or Jet did, did you shade me mm. I'll tell you yes I did but that's the thing. If I can't lie to you, I'm the, I'm if I'm gonna shade you, you're gonna know I shaded yeah. you. I'm gonna come directly to you. Like I, that's what I'm saying. I don't play shit like that. And I would never even think of doing that with my friends. Like when I see people on the timeline indirecting their friends, I think bloody hell. Yeah. If I have an issue with my homegirl, I expect her to. You better I message me. Bring my Something, our business yeah. to social media. Yeah. That alone lets me know. Okay, this is clearly not a friendship then, because a, a, le- a friendship you have a certain level of communication mm-hmm. and transparency that you should be able to bring me any issue that you have why is social media the first place you're going to yeah, to run and say x like no nah, please 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 that yeah. is very mad that yeah like i i, I can't unfortunately yeah i don't know female friendships like and and also like i don't want anyone that's listening to think that we just hear like shading women almost no because it like it's not that and i i always say right i hate the fact that when it comes to people tearing down women it's usually other women it's always and other women i hate yeah. that so much like even if we think about um when cardi and meg brought out wap yes and you had women shading other women that were like yeah i'm, I'm down for that being like, oh my god that's how you won't ever find a husband and like i it it hurts me to my core that women can do that to other women and that just kind of ties into the whole thing of like not loving who you are, yeah. being intimidated. Yeah, like, but th- but that you said that's that is like their demons. Like that's what I'm saying. When I find people projecting or saying certain comments, I think like it's all it's more about you than it is about anybody else. Yeah. And I think that's what you kind of have to focus on. Right, like, like you said, we're not sitting here bashing women. We're just saying like we have experienced mm. this level of yeah, behavior yeah. from women. Like this is just our personal experience. This isn't. And like you said, you have great female friendships now. I have great yeah, female friendships. So yeah, this real. is a lot of like past tense talk. Mm. But I still think it's important to highlight because like you said, you don't know who's listening that might be in a negative or toxic friendship with somebody. Oh my God, and you can have toxic toxic friendships. Jesus. Listen. <laughs> Jesus. All I'm going to say is misery loves company, yeah? And you'll find as well, like when you're often in a certain space, other fr- certain friends will often gravitate towards yes. that and want you to stay in that yes, space because yes, they are yes, also yes, in that yes. space and they want to keep you in that unhappy mm. energy and or, listen Absolutely. free like, yourself don't don't just think that a toxic relationship is based on one that is romantic no. it's absolutely not absolutely not it's absolutely not like if you like it could even be things where one friend is in a relationship and one is single oh my god this is the best version i love this i love and this tale the one that is single is not genuinely happy for the one that's in a relationship, a relationship because she's be, not in a relationship yeah. so she doesn't want anyone to be in a relationship oh yeah and so hundreds. once again once that misery i want you to hate men with me yeah. i want you to do it but but you don't because you're just like oh yeah but i'm in a really good place right now yeah and again i've been through that where i've had a friend that was just toxic mm-hmm. toxic to the point where 
she wouldn't ask about my partner, how we were doing, and I would bring him up. He's like, mm, okay. Yeah. And I'd be like... Come see salt. What the fuck Green is that? Green envy. But that's, like you said, if you're if you're experiencing any of these things, please, they're warning signs. Because a friend, a friend... Again, everyone's definition of friendship is different, but a friend is someone that should be continuously loving yep. and supportive of you, what you're doing. Like, don't get me wrong, your your friend doesn't have to love your partner because I have many of friends whose partners I'm not particularly fond, fond of. of yeah. However, I love you enough to accept that relationship. Yeah. That's the level of love I I have for you. That you know what. And I can learn to separate our friendship and your relationship. Absolutely, because ultimately, if if as your friend you're happy, I'm happy. Right. I always say, if you're good, I'm good. It's, it's fine. And if it goes left, I'm gonna be here to pick up the pieces. Exactly. Even if I have pre warned you and said I don't, I don't get a good vibe or energy. Even if you, I'm still gonna be here because I'm your friend. Because that's friendship. Literally, we go through the rough times and we go through the good times together. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. But I don't, I don't feel like everybody is out to ride out the hard times but still i feel like some people are just along to make hard times <laughs> give you hard times <laughs> oh it's yeah it's it's definitely um something that i think most women have to learn how to navigate through yeah um and you will kind of get to a point where you're like okay cool these are my people mm. i'm very selective with who i have in my life and i think when i was younger I wasn't at all because I wanted all of the friends. Like I wanted, <laughs> like I wanted my my top eight on fucking what do you call it? MySpace. Yes, on MySpace. Uh, yeah, because whoever was placed in the first line Listen, was, was your dog. That's my dog. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted all of that. Also, MSN. Like if I had my friends' names Listen. in my MSN screen name, then that was that was my, L- yeah hundreds. Whereas now I'm just like I could, I could, <laughs> and that that isn't even to say that I don't want new friends because I've I've made quite a lot of new friends from turning 30 onwards mm. and and even that was quite difficult to like do because I came with all of these like preconceptions of oh Georgette you've done this before Four. yeah you know how women can be are you sure that you can trust this this adult you know it's as well I think friend there's a difference between friends and acquaintances FYI yes. like for me a friend is someone that could come to my house when I'm not home and my mum opened the door and 100%. let you in my yard. That's what, I, that's for me, that's the stage I'm at. If, if, if you can't do that, you're more of an acquaintance. Yeah. And that's not even being shady. That's just the, yeah. like, like majority of people wouldn't even know what SJ stands for. Mm. Yeah. Like you think, cause you have my number that class you, you class as a friend, you, yeah. you ain't a friend. Like, you just see what I'm saying? But like, that's Absolutely. what a friend is for me. A friend is someone that come to my house. My mom will open the door, welcome you. Like someone that could call me and ask to borrow money. And do you see what I'm saying? That's mm. like, that's what I'm classing as a friend. Like acquaintance, I know a lot of people. Like I think social media brings people together as well. You know, yeah. we frequent the same events. Like I think like- It's like one big group chat. Isn't it just yeah. like one, well, one, one big incestuous big. group yeah. chat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that part <laughs> that part like it is it's like one big group chat yeah. and i listen i've met some amazing people but Same. like i said i think i'm at the age now where i'm just like i really have to vibe 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 with you to the point that i want to go and actually do stuff with, with you, you. Yeah. and then even then i'm still like okay like let me i'm trying to suss you out because yes. i'm like i'm at the age like it's not like i'm not open to new friendships but like you said i have done the friendship thing so many mm-hmm. times like 
I really just want to cultivate the group I have now and yeah. just like move forward with that opposed to like adding additions and subtracting and, yeah. and I don't want to do that again like that was from my 20s that was when I was a teen like yeah. shit I'm nearly 30 now yeah and I don't think I can deal with another friendship breakup so if if you're my friend and you're listening to this Oi. you ain't going nowhere <laughs> <laughs> like literally this is how it is like even again one of my one of my best friends um we met when we was in uni like her child is my godchild like I call her child my child and even if like her kid like ever acts up I'm like I was here first like I I I want you to know as much as this is your (laughs) mum I was here first okay but um yeah and and that again that is like a friendship where we were the best of friends and then we kind of grew apart and had a fall out and then we came back together because I'm we are soulmates so you you can't if, you can't if a get friendship or a relationship is meant to be you will always find your way back to each other 100%. and I generally believe that like you said you can go t- a period of time you can have a fallout yeah. like if you guys are really meant to be friends or be connected you will be you know and you have to trust in that mm. I think that like you said it's hard because friendships are just like relationships you have two people that are growing individually but also trying to build and sustain this type of relationship and that's not easy to do Mm -hmm. because everyone's on a different journey in life so like you said you might be going this direction you have to find like a mutual place of like we continue to love each other we want to continue invest in this Mm. which is not easy to do it's really not easy to do like I said the same thing now. I'm like, okay, you see my my girlfriends, you're actually not going nowhere. Yeah, no, like it's... we are weathering the motherfucking storm together. Like it doesn't That's matter it. what is thrown at us. Yeah. Like we're going through this. Like I ain't, 100%. but I feel like that now just because the women that are class as my friends, like I generally, generally feel like they are the purest of souls. And I feel like I've been blessed. And I feel like they are the women that I see myself going into like the next few decades of my life yeah. with. Like just everything about who they are, what they what they embody, like their soul, their heart, like their mind. Every, I'm just like, yes, yeah. these are the people that I need around me. Like yeah. this is the type of energy that I want to make sure that I move forward with. Yeah. Like you are in total control of that. And that's another thing. Like don't be fearful to like end friendships if you don't feel like they, they no longer align with like who you are. Yeah. You know, and if they don't serve you anymore. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like if they don't serve you, then make sure you put yourself first. And, and and also, I think you have to be very aware of the type of person that you are. So like, for instance, me, I'm a giver. Mm. I'm a giver. And so I've been in positions where friends just take and take and take and take. And then they leave me empty. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. fuck. Like friendships and relationships should be 50-50. I just need everyone to understand this. Yeah, because... They, they should they they that they should be 50 yeah. 50 mm-hmm. there are going to be times that it's going to be slightly imbalanced like it might be 60 40 but generally you should never have a 80 20 friendship yeah. or a 70 30 friendship that or even a relationship that shouldn't be the case mm-hmm. like when i look at my female friendships now i literally evaluate them like that like are we a mutual do we mutually give time love energy consistency to each other is that a 50 50 exchange and across the board it is which mm-hmm. is why i say okay i continue to invest because i continue to get that back yeah you know and i think when you don't have that or if that balance is off like you said you're gonna one person's gonna give more one person's gonna take more that's when i think things start to kind of change yeah. and then i think that's when you kind of need to sit back and be like okay i'm not saying that you can't fix that by the way because communication is Absolutely. a great way mm-hmm. to fix something like that if you feel like you're lacking something from your friend sit, sit down and have that conversation yeah. with them i literally had the conversation with one of my friends just the other day i said to her 
Like, I know you've had a lot going on. And, like, again, your style of communication, understanding how you communicate with that person. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew I had to be very mindful of my wording because I didn't yeah. want it to come across as, like, an attack. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. I literally said to her, I was like, I know you've had a lot going on, but I feel like you haven't been as um, invested in our communication as of late. And I just wanted to make you aware of it because I didn't want to not say anything and then become resentful. Yeah. But she received it we kissed we carried on a conversation it was like it was like like, when you get to that level as an adult you have to be able to communicate issues to your people like it it doesn't always need to end in a fallout it's not always going to be an argument absolutely but when when i was younger i was always i always was fearful of like if i say this what if they don't want to be my friend Mm. no more if i say this what if they don't like me now you know so i silenced myself for so long so now i'm just very much like no like i need to make sure that like i communicate where i'm unhappy and vice versa i say to my friends all the time like i even posed a question to my group chat the other day i was like what can i do to be a better friend and everyone's like wait what and i was like yeah what can i do to be a better friend or what can i do that would aid our friendship better Mm. because i'm all for growth and i constantly want to grow and learn and so that doesn't just stop because you hit age or because you have friends of a certain amount of years like no how do I, how, I want to better serve our friendship. Yeah. What, like, how can I do that? Are there things that I can improve on? Stuff like this, like these are important questions that you should be asking. Mm-hmm. And I think if you, um, if you genuinely love your friends, you understand that love is constant. Mm-hmm. Like you constantly have to put work into loving that person yep. and loving that friend. And yep. if they're going through shit times, loving them then. If they're going through great times, loving them then. Even if they're being a bit distant, you're mm-hmm. still loving them because that love mm-hmm. is continual. And it's like, even if we talk about breakups, you had said that you've only had one heartbreak. Mm. And I've, I I think I've had one solid heartbreak. I've um, My heart has definitely been bruised and battered. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. But we're talking like that eight yeah, that we but, were speaking yeah, about before, yeah. one, solid heartbreak and I can say that because that was the person that I genuinely loved as in that that love as much as we're not in each other's lives anymore that love hasn't stopped mm. I just love you from way, way over, over here. here yeah way over yeah. here because that um that isn't there mm. anymore but I, I I do think that that's what pure genuine love is like yeah. it doesn't just stop yeah, and love doesn't come with conditions. That's, yeah. that's another thing. It doesn't come with conditions. Like you said, you, you can't just choose to love somebody on their good days or yeah. when, when shit's going well, you know? Love is love is weather in the storm. Like if we're speaking about in a front, like a friendship context, especially like it is being patient, it's being understanding, it's being considerate, like it's, it's being kind. Yeah. Like even if they're doing stuff that don't necessarily evoke them emotions in you. That's why I say that like, you have to, Choosing to operate from a place of love in your life will really serve you in such an amazing way, but it's very difficult and it's something that you constantly have to practice every single yeah, day. 100%. Every single day. Because I think even me as a friend, I know that I have times where I dip out. Mm. And that's because because I'm so um I'm such like a, like a sensitive person, mm-hmm. I guess. So I feel everything. Like if there's something going on in a part of, of the world and I catch it on the news, I feel it so deeply and I'm like, I can't, I I, I become very drained very, mm-hmm. very quickly. So I do have times where I'm like, I don't want to talk to no one yeah. because I, I need to kind of silence the noise and I'm, it's taken my friends some time to understand that, but it's also taken 
me time to be like, Georgette, communicate that with right. that with them. Yeah. And be like, that it's nothing personal. Yeah. I just don't want to talk to no one. Yeah. And so my friends often let me go off, have my moment and resurface. Yeah. And it's not an issue. Yeah, it's not a, I text you and you haven't even texted me back. And it's, it's the not difference that. between sisterhood, soul soul friendships and this surface based bullshit yeah that's what i'm saying there's a big mm-hmm. difference between it and like you said just stuff like that like your friends knowing you enough to know like i might drop off the grid but i'll come back I'm and back. that shit doesn't like yeah. it ain't nothing to do with you when yeah. you know like or if i pick up the phone and it's been like a couple of days it's not going to be like any animosity or yeah, you know like 51 around. questions it's just like yeah. how are you are you good kind literally of and like one of my good friends um, if she's listening, she'll know that this is about her. Um, I had a really, really bad like mental health period, and I dropped off, but for a lot longer than I would like normally. Mm. And I like I remember her calling my phone. I just I kept watching it ring and ring, and I was like, I'm not answering the phone. I don't talk to anyone. I'm so I'm literally I was like I'm sick of this shit. And she called me, and she left me a voicemail, and she said, Georgette, I know what you're doing, but if I don't hear from you, I'm calling the police. And she said, it's only for your well, for your well-being. Mm. That's literally it. So I, I, I text her back and I was like, I'm good. She's like, okay, it's fine. Just like to know you're yeah. okay. But like, to me, that's what a friend is. Yep. Like a, a friend isn't going to take it personal at the decisions that I make that benefit me best. Mm-hmm. So. But I think also, like you said, I think the issue is like titles like friend, daughter, mother, like they come with a certain... It, it comes with a certain level of entitlement or people yeah. think they have entitlement. So like you said, then when you don't do things like pick up your phone or when you don't, when you may tweet and not respond to a text or like people get their back up, like, oh, you're personally choosing. Like, it's like, it's not about you. Stop yeah, making things about you. You have to, you have to stop making things about you. Mm-hmm. That person, you like, yeah, they're your friend and yeah, you'd want them to share whatever it is they're going through with you, but you're not entitled to that. They don't have to do that. I remember um, when I was in, I think maybe in secondary school, I think it was maybe half term. And I like, I remember I kept calling my mum's name, mum, 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 and I kept kept doing it. And she was like, I'm not just your mum. Yes. And I was just like, oh, rah. Yeah. And it's like, it was in that moment that, that I was just like, I have this entitlement to you because I, I call you mum, mm-hmm. but you're not just my mum. Yep. You have an entire identity outside of mum. Before you were even before, my mother. Yeah. yeah. Before I was even a blip on the horizon, you were somebody and you still are that yeah. person. And it's the same with a friendship, yep. a relationship, whatever. I'm I'm not just that title mm-hmm. that you've given. Not that you, how can I wear this now? I know you're about to, you're gonna say yeah, it, so I'm, I'm like yeah. I'm not just that person that you see in your life. I have my own identity yeah. outside of what what mm-hmm. we have. It's about being mindful as well. It's about being. It's, it's like that. Like I said, it's about a balance because, like you said, the same time, like I'm gonna be mindful that yeah I might want my space and this might be what's best for me but I also understand that you love me and so you are operating from a place of concern. Yeah. So I want to be able to ease that for you without also feeling like I need to sit down and have a full-blown conversation about why I need to take time for myself because then it's no longer about why I need to take time for myself it's now me explaining to you to you Mm -hmm. to make you feel better do you see what I'm saying so like I said it's this friendship is such a hard thing to navigate man and I'm be honest to everyone listening it doesn't get easier as you get older no it really doesn't um but I don't know like my my 
my friendships that have hurt me the most have also taught me the most mm. i'll be honest with you like even just down to like this last year like i would have never felt thought that i would have like lost the friends that i have but i've taken something from every single situation and i understand that they were just that was just the way that things were meant to be and happen and i don't have any regrets i I'm, i still cherish the time that we spent together like i still think of their memories fondly but yeah. it's just like we're all in different places now and i'm i've i don't believe in going back to relationships I was about let to alone ask you that, you yeah know, I, I, i've ne- i've doubled back with one ex one and we had a four-year period apart right oh, and damn. that was more about the first time we de- we dated i had we so we met a week after i just come out of a relationship and it, it was literally that whole right person wrong time yeah right and so like we dated casually but i was just heartbroken from what i had ex- gone through previously and he caught the brunt of that yeah. and one day i just up and ghosted on him i literally just stopped responding to his texts and calls Shit. and i just like as in like a thief in the night mm. dropped him and but i always thought about him because i was like he is this amazing guy and he didn't deserve any of that and we 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 got back in touch and we spoke over like the course of a few years and then like we met again in person one day i think he went on holiday and had bought me like a key ring or something it was an excuse to see yeah. me obviously uh and then we were like hey do we want to try this again and we decided to try it again and unfortunately again it didn't work yeah. and up until that point i had never dipped back with an ex and that kind of solidified to me like yeah this you is why you, you yeah. don't dip back right and even now like i have nothing bad to say that situation more didn't work because whereas i thought we were starting a clean slate for him he had made it like a continuum okay. so he he okay. then brought everything that from from that then, situation yes. forward so so do you see what i'm saying yeah. so like I've never gone back apart from that one time in relationships. So when it comes to friendships, I just don't believe in reviving them. Like I just don't, I I feel like if I, if I felt that, if I loved you enough or, and that sounds really strong, but like if I loved you enough or I felt like what you gave to me and our friendship was worth fighting for, I would have fought to the death. Do you see what I'm saying? Like I would never have let it just fizzle. I would have never purposely let it go. Like I don't make them choices at like a drop of a hat. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not an impulsive person. For me to drop a friendship, you have to have really done something that's cut me to the point that I don't feel like we can go back from here. Yeah. Either it's, you've done something that's made me look at your character differently, something that's made me feel like I can't trust, trust you. you. Yeah. Trust that's is my a ma- thing. Yeah. Trust and loyalty Ooh. for me are my top two things. If you break- If the trust is gone, sis. There's, there's nothing that you can do. Because even if I was to pretend, I'm like, okay, cool. I will always look at you sideways. And I don't want to operate always. from that place yeah. in my friendships. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to feel like I cannot 100% confide in you or I yeah. cannot 100% trust to know that you are going to have my... I don't want I don't want that doubt. It's the doubt. Yeah, I can't deal with that. So like, if I feel like trust or loyalty have been broken, I'm sorry, that's it then for me. I can't, like I physically cannot. Something in me just like, it's like the bolt of a door to the boom yeah like <laughs> all the locks you know like <laughs> in harry potter yes! when the lo- you know oh what i'm talking about oh yeah. <laughs> the doors yeah like that's yes. literally that's how oh my i God. my whole being just shut down like and like i said like i don't have any ill feelings to the friendships or the people that i no longer speak to like i generally wish them the best even yeah. now like i look at what they're accomplishing from afar and i think like i'm so that's grateful i'm yeah, happy for you 100%. you know but like we are just no longer friends from and 
I don't always necessarily end friendships well, as in like I don't necessarily feel the need to have a discussion to tell you that I'm no longer want to be your friend. Something I'm working on. Yeah. But again, I'm not saying I'm a perfect person in it. Mm. Like my whole thing is just like I don't feel like you I feel like when when you did whatever you did to me, you weren't op- operating from a place of consciousness in it. You didn't really give a shit. So why do I then owe now you a to conversation be, yeah. to say to you, by the way, you not only have you hurt me, but I no longer want to continue this friendship. I don't feel the need to do that. Mm. And it comes across as cold and callous and all of them other things. But I'm just a bit like, that's what works for me. And, that, and ultimately I do what works for me and how I, and what serves me best. And yeah. that's what I will continue to do. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it also comes from like that whole entitlement thing of people feel like we speak, you know, like closure. Closure is a prime example. When yeah. talking about people talk about closing the relationships, I feel like, bruv, there's no such thing as closure. Because yeah. regardless of what the questions you have, right, and the answers that person gives, they're going to only li- give you more questions. More questions. It's going to be c- continued questions. It's like a, it's like a, like a ever, like a ever flowing river. Yeah. There's no stopping point. I don't believe- Yeah, but why did you? Yeah, but how did you? Yeah, but how? No. There's no such thing as closure. There isn't. And see, with with me, so when when I've decided to like put a friendship like on a sticky note. Oh, um, a sticky note. And I was like, <laughs> we're just gonna put that over there. Um, it's because I've got tired of explaining myself. I don't like repeating myself. I'm not a parrot. And that oh is my God, the same. I say that all the time. I'm yeah, like, I'm not a parrot. I'm, a parrot. I'm the same in friendships. I'm the same in a relationship. If I feel like I'm constantly having to tell you something or I'm constantly having to... To, to try and have that conversation with you, I'm going to get to a point where I say, I'm not asking you anymore. I'm not explaining myself anymore. And yeah. I've, I've, I've had it where um, I've fallen out with two different friends, but similar-ish like reasons. And I've tried to be like, yeah, but what's the actual issue? Right. And I know that when I can talk like that, I I think I can come across condescending again. That's something that I try. I'm 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 working on because if if I can't understand what your issue is, you can say it in so many different ways. Um, but I'm I'm going to be every like every single language is still what is the and then I think I can come across a bit rude because then I'm like, but what is the actual issue? <sighs> like, tell me what the actual issue is. And if you can't tell me, then all right, I'm I'm done. And I'm like, I'm not having this this conversation with you because I'm not going to justify your agenda. Because right. that's what you want right now. You want me to agree to your agenda, <laughs> even though I don't agree because I know what my actions were. Right. And so I'm like, okay, cool, fine. Let's just let's let's just what is it? Let dead dead dogs lay all. Yeah. It's a saying. You know what saying I'm talking let's about? Dead it. Yeah. Like <laughs> let's just leave it in it. Like I see. I for me, I think when I think about like. Again, my primary reasons for dropping friendships have been over loyalty and trust. And I think is I make very clear at the start of a friendship that these are the main two things that are important to me, yeah? This is what that encompasses. As long as you don't buy, if I feel like you violated them basic two principles, that's when I will drop without explanation. Do you see what I'm saying? Because I just don't feel like, if you know that's of importance to me and you've done something, then what is there to even discuss? Yeah. Like, I'm not petty. I'm not going to drop you because you've said something I don't oh, like. Yeah, or nah. you've, do you see what I'm saying? I'm not, like, I'm not one of those yeah. people. I'm not like fair with a friend all. type yeah. person. Like for me to actually decide to lock off a friendship, you have to have put a dagger in my chest somewhere and turn that shit hard. Mm. Generally, mm-hmm. like generally, like you have to have done that. Otherwise it's like, like I said, we're all human beings. Yeah. No one's perfect. Everyone's going to make mistakes in it. 
Like, mm. why would I just drop a friendship just to drop a friendship? Like, that doesn't make sense. Especially yeah. as you get older, when hard friends are so good friends are so hard, hard to come by. Hundred percent. Right. So you're gonna want to like hold on to that and treasure that and try and keep that as close as possible. Like, mm. you ain't just be dropping shit for no fucking reason. Honestly. I wouldn't anyway. So yeah, like, oh, man, my female friends like are well, past, not present. Yeah. yeah, they've hurt me, man. Fucking hell, they've hurt me. Yeah, but like I said, like, I I think I've just, I've grown so much and I'm growing so much that like I am able to like speak about it with less emotion now. Yeah, same. When it first happened, ah, I, I would, I'd still get upset. Yeah. Things would still make me teary-eyed, like looking yeah. back on pictures or stuff like that. And I'd think, oh, fucking hell, like, how did we get here? Like, yeah. we're like literally like strangers yeah. now. Especially with the age of social media where you post a lot of your stuff online. So then you'll have people like, oh, see, I haven't seen you with so-and-so in a while, or blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, it, life. Yeah, like. Life happens. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's my, happens. Listen, that's like, my line. Life happens, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. And the thing is, I don't feel the need to explain myself to people that, I don't class as friends, right? Like Absolutely. I've never, I've never been that person. But like, it doesn't, it doesn't make it any easier. Like, yeah. like I said, I think from the outside looking in, people make a presumption like, ah, oh, you don't like, you know, it's if there's not a public fallout or like a big explanation, people just make it seem like, oh, this, you just drop saying so well, and like it just like what's that over? And, and it's honestly, kind of, never look to me for a public anything. I, <laughs> ever, ever as in never ever as in if you saw like for instance if you saw what appeared to be me tweeting something publicly i promise you someone's got my phone oh 100 my account was hacked it's impossible my account was actually hacked yeah. like my account was hacked. like i i i just i just that's just not how it operates yeah, so yeah so. i'm just like, like i said like i've loved and i've lost especially in friendships man terribly 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 but like i said i just continue to hope that those people go on to grow and love and maybe learn from or take things from mm. our friendship that would aid them going forward like that's that's all i wish for and that's all i ask like i don't i don't have any ounce of malice hate anything even when those <laughs> things like deteriorated and yeah i felt in the moment you know disappointed or let down or all of them emotions that i definitely felt like a number of times over again it's like even i sit here like talking with you it's just like this is life, isn't it? Yeah, and I'm the same, but I'll be honest, I've definitely called you some things. Like, I I definitely would have been like, she's a this and she's a that, because it's it's that, like, initial anger. Yeah. Um, But I was going to ask, how have you healed? <sighs> Fuck. So in both friendships and relationships, how, what is your healing process like? I mean, again, I think it's subjective. I think it's different to every situation. Yeah. My relationship, healing... Uh, well, my last two relation, like romantic relationships, I ended them. So, and I think I had, I think I had known I was going to end them for yeah, a while. So before, I had yeah. already started that healing and letting go process. Um, and again, I think it's very different when you end a relationship opposed to 100%. when somebody breaks up with you. Because yeah. like you said, there's a lot of questions. Yeah. What, why, it's closure, blah, 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 like, blah, blah. For most people, it's completely out of the blue. Right, exactly. Or we've like ignored it. Yeah. So my last two romantic relationships, I ended those. So like I said, the, the healing had already started taking place. Yeah. Um. So it wasn't as difficult. I don't feel like if looking back on it, my mom, my mom would probably agree. Actually, she'd say like my first couple of heartbreaks, I was couldn't get out of bed for days, kind yeah. of thing. But she's looked at my growth and she's like, you just handle them so different, mm. differently now. And again, I mean, 
me, I thrive off structure and routine. So having that, you know, allows me to compartmentalize as yeah. well. So even if I was having like a down day or a hard day, I'd be like, well, through nine through six, you gotta be this person, yeah. right? So mm. we're gonna switch that on and when we get home, we wanna have a little cry, we have yeah, a little cry. Mm. See what I'm saying? Glass of wine, bath, like love listening to my music. So yeah, like romantically, mm, I guess that would kind of, for right now, what I'd say. Mm. Friendship wise, how have I, <laughs> friendship wise, how have I healed? Um, uh, I would say time. Yeah. Time for friends. Time for, has been a major one. Um, and some of them are still pretty fresh. So I can't even say like that much time has passed. Yeah. Um, and again, like being, making that choice to end a friendship. I, like I said, it's not like a, a sudden flippant decision. So there's a lot of thought has gone into it. Yeah. Like I have already had to sit myself down and say, okay, like, this is what you like what you're gonna do and blah blah and like what does that look like going yeah. forward and like you know like i said like my friends all play different roles as well so it's like releasing that okay this person's no longer play this role or you're not gonna have this person for this now and um it's kind of i don't want to say like um like what's the word i'm looking for you know like when you like let off a lantern into the sky yeah. you let it fl- it's kind of like that but like just with an individual it's joy you know it's that grieve- grieving grieving oh my god there we go Ooh. boom yeah, it's basically like 100%. I've had to grieve that person. Yeah. That's what it has been. I've had to grieve that person. And, you know, I'm an emotional person, so I cry. Crying is my thing. I think crying is a fabulous release. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, like crying isn't just for through sadness. Crying can be because you're angry, disappointed, yeah. hurt, upset. I cry at everything. Li- literally, Bible. Like, yeah. I, I'm a crier. So crying, like, I definitely cried a lot the last year and a half. Um, And... yeah time crying like and just allowing myself to feel yeah giving myself permission like validating my feelings as well um especially like not all of my friendship breakups have been smooth sailing yeah there have been jolts and stuff afterwards and even like where i felt like the other person's been on the attack i've just continued to remind myself like you made this decision and you don't need to justify that to nobody else. Mm. And that for me has been a massive thing. Like, just like I said, reaffirming, okay, like this decision you made for you. Yeah. And that's all that's important. Yeah. But yeah, time, man. Time because like, fucking hell. When I think about this time last year, <laughs> like Halloween specifically, like, and the people that I was out with and then looking now nah, and it's just yeah. like, bruv. That always really, really scares me. Yeah. Like when I think, rah, just last year we yeah. were doing X, Y, Z. Yeah. And then you think, and now look at this year. Yeah. Like I genuinely find that terrifying. Yeah. It, it, and it is because it's just like, I can remember the feeling, the the vibe, the conversation, the, the love, the everything. And now we are literally like strangers. Mm. Um, And yeah, it's like, it, you know, it's, it is sad. And I think, like I said, I think you could still have an emotion towards something and have been healed from it yeah like yeah for real you know that's like anything like you can have a wound and just because the wounds got better doesn't mean no, it's not yeah. tender to touch 100%. right and so it's the same thing with friendships mm. um like i said i think i just yeah i just wish i just want to i just want the best for every single person that i've interacted with or come across in my lifetime mm-hmm. um and my friendships especially 
the women especially and you know it's i think like you said i think we should be our biggest cheerleaders advocators we shouldn't sit there and be our own demise because like you know what being and i i say this all the time being a woman is so hard yeah it is it is so hard and the only person that's ever going to be able to fully relate to it is another another woman. woman yeah so when i see women tear each other down i'm just like but i'm being a black woman don't 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 piss me you know how difficult it is that that i think is a massive thing like like you said as black women what we face generally yeah the last thing we should like we should be each other's allies we should be each other's like it should be a sisterhood like us against the world like why are we fighting internally when we've already got to fight so much externally yeah do you see what I'm saying? In the not just in our community, in the world, yeah. generally, globally, like Jesus Christ, across every single forum when it comes to men, the workplace, just like patriarchy, everything, everything, right? Everything. Like so we why should... do I now have to add you to the list of people that Bruh, I'm, I'm battling? Like, come on, why yo. Have... <laughs> Women do better. <laughs> like, generally, I like... say I I always say men do better. Everybody do better. Do better. Yeah. No, I agree. I totally agree. Oh. I totally, totally agree. But yeah, like, I don't know. I hope people listening to this don't feel like it's been like a whole... No, because like, you know what it is? Like, this is just the truth. Yeah. Well, and it's our truth at yeah, least, Yeah, yeah, right? it's, it's our truth. And and one thing that I, I always say that I love about this podcast is people's honesty. Yeah. And this is just us being like 100% honest. Like, life is not just sunshine and roses yeah. and unicorns and this is coming from me yeah like it's definitely not like that and even if i think about my healing process like they've they've always been extremely different mm. um but what i have learned to do is again to allow myself to feel because for so long I, I i didn't give myself permission, permission to feel however i felt and to be like it's okay for me to feel this way mm-hmm. Like that's that's okay. Um, one thing that I try to do a lot if I ever go through any kind of pain is to allow myself to feel, but to not wallow because mm. I have a really bad habit of wallowing in it and There's just a fine line in it. though, isn't yeah. there? That is um, absolutely. And um, when it comes to like healing from a breakup, I think like don't feel no what i'll say is don't feel like you still have to protect that person no because that's something that i've done repeatedly after being completely having my heart battered i still felt like i had to protect that person and you don't have to do that the only person that you should really be protecting during any kind of heartbreak is yourself because your your heart will heal you have to protect your mind because the way that the mind can unravel is scary listen the body will heal but the mind yeah it's such a complex thing as well like it's such an in like it's such a delicate intricate thing people don't understand and like you said i think what you just said is like so poignant like self-preservation should be first and foremost before anything else and that's not me saying be a selfish person that's not me saying just do for you and don't care about or give a shit about how your behavior affects i'm not saying none of that stuff i'm just saying like you should be your first priority always yeah always you have to survive like it, you have to make sure you yeah. are good before you could any mm-hmm. before anything else because if you're not good then how how do you function yeah 
like you said, especially like when you think of like on from a mental and emotional standpoint, like we as human beings are like emotional beings. Yeah. That's how we're built. Yeah. So if you're not dealing with your emotions or you're Absolutely. not in a balanced place mentally, like you said, shit can unravel real, real fucking quick. fast. And I say that as someone who's been on the edge. Mm. And I look back at that person and I just think I wasn't protecting myself yeah. whatsoever. And so even if I go through things now, I'm just like, okay, Georgette, but you can't allow yourself to become that person because you almost, almost didn't make that. Yeah. You almost didn't. Um, and so just learning how to, again, preserve yourself is so key. And it might not be anything that anyone understands and that's fine. As long as you know that what you're doing is for you, it's cool. Listen, if that person doesn't pay your bills, you don't have to answer to them, you know. Listen. I say it all the time. Like, Do like, you pay these bills? Like, like do, hmm? That's what I'm saying. Like, you can have mindfulness, but really and truly, like, yeah. your decision, like, this is the thing, yeah, heavy on the your life part. Mm. Your life. It's not anybody else's life. 100%. The choices, the decisions, the things that you do, the way you choose to move, operate, whatever it is, it's for you. It's not yeah. for anybody else. So especially when it comes to things like healing and heartbreak, mm. my God, do what's in your best yeah. interest. And also I would say, cause I don't know, like there could be someone that's listening that is, is going through it to write things down, yeah. to journal. Um, and if you have someone that you can speak to, mm-hmm. whether that is one friend or um, a therapist or whatever there are there are actually things out there so like for instance and this is extremely personal for me but I obviously overshare um, <laughs> I love that <laughs> when I felt like extremely low I've texted um the Samaritans yeah I, I think yeah and so basically you can just text them and someone will reply but it, it just it just gives you that, that opportunity that opportunity sorry to just offload mm-hmm. to like a random person and sometimes I know personally I need that I need to just be like to text or to type everything out and be like this is how I'm feeling da, 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 da. yeah and someone just respond and I'm like oh because I, I think for me personally because I think so much I just need to get it out of, yeah. of my head which is why I'm I will always say I'm very pro therapy yes because we can't just keep everything on our heads. It's no. too much. So whether you have to write it, like I used to send texts to myself of just how I was feeling. I used to email myself. Mm. Like I would, I have to physically get it out. So it, it's like that cup just, it's just getting fuller and fuller and fuller. And, fuller. and it, eventually you have to pour some of that water out. Yep. Or it's going to overflow. It's going to overflow. And then it's going to be a flood. And then where do we go from here? Because who's paddling in that flood Where but you, boy? Where do we go from here? You're just there drowning with no dinghy. Nah, come on. Nah. But you're right. I think finding your own like vice or your own comfort yeah. is super, super important. Like you said, whether it be through talking, journaling, could be anything. Literally, it could be absolutely, it could be going for a walk to clear your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, different strokes for different folks. Yeah. Um, and I think it, it's, it's, it's good also because I think just us two as people, we're very honest about therapy. What I'm like, fa- listen, my- advocates, and and even that actually, even that because I got my therapist through you. Oh boo! I forgot about yeah. that. I plugged you with the way. Yeah. yeah, like do you know what is about therapy? Like I had therapy when I was really really young, and my decision to go and actively seek out a therapist was less about like having trauma to unpack and like more wanting to gain a deeper understanding of who I am. Yes, 
um and like you said the thing is not everybody can afford private therapy yeah. there it's is a lot, you, you can hell. you can yeah. get therapy on the nhs there is a way i've yeah. been told it is a waiting list and it can be very it's, tedious it's long yeah um but therapy outside of discovering the gym eight years ago therapy is the second best investment Same. i've ever made in myself mm-hmm. and i don't see myself without a therapist and yeah. i'm talking for the remainder yeah. of my life Same. when Same. i step into a relationship yeah. a marriage yeah. like a th- my therapist i swear to god it's one of the most healthy relationships yeah. i've got and, like and even with me like i go through like waves of therapy like i guess where mm. i want to have a therapist and then like, i want to take a break and then and then i want to try like a new therapist right so i've said it before i think maybe on the pod like i don't know but um i want my next therapist to be a man my therapist is male okay yeah so because i'm at that point now where i'm very ready to talk about my male related issues but i need to have that conversation with a man right because i think as impartial as a woman therapist can be mm-hmm. you're still a woman mm. and so i need to kind of talk through those things with a man and be like bruh mm-hmm help me understand because yeah. I don't I don't get it yeah I mean obviously I know you have lots of different listeners but I really want to stress that if you're black and you're looking for a therapist only seek out a black therapist yeah. I just need to make that very clear right now yeah you have no business going to somebody that isn't black yeah I've done that once and it was so hard to like even when I wanted to like talk about cultural things right and that's my thing I'm not saying there aren't great therapists of, of all ethnicities yeah. there absolutely are mm-hmm. but i'm saying as a black person for certain things you don't want to have to explain yeah. that you want someone to just understand to just get right and also there's just this feeling of like safety when you're talking to somebody else that looks like you yeah. like i can't even describe it yeah. like on my th- the first like um because with the web, I need to get the. You need to find the website so we can actually plug people with oh, the yeah, no, the no, website. No, no. That, so basically, this website is for therapists across the board. But you can actually use the whole filter tap, and then when you go filter ethnicity, and what it will do is it will list all of the black therapists, male and female, in your area. Then each of their profiles will kind of give a rundown yeah. of who they are and what they offer, and you can also do. A free consultation with yeah. as many therapists as you want. That's yeah. another thing. Don't feel like the first therapist you talk with is the one you have to go yeah, with because that's that. not how it works. Yeah, right. You you can continue to have uh, free trials um, with as many as you want until mm-hmm. you find your right fit. Like it's so, so important to find your fit. If I'm right, it was through Psychology Today. There we yeah. go. Okay, cool. So um, yeah, honestly, um, there were thousands yes. of therapists there, and as Esther, who's just explained you can filter to literally find the right therapist for you and like I've had people that have asked like how did you know that that was the right person and again I had had like free consultations and I was just like like I didn't feel I can't explain you're just click it's like this click and you're like that's that's your person Mm -hmm. like and also they disclose their rates as well which is great oh yeah of course which is handy for like I said because obviously private therapy is not cheap but it's another thing as well what you'll find with a lot of good therapists uh, they'll be willing to work with you on your budget that's Mm -hmm. something I really want to stress like if you find someone you click with but they're out of your like price bracket talk to them about it because yeah. like i found like good therapists will be like do you know what it's more about wanting to do the work with you 100%. and less about the monetary gain mm-hmm. that's what makes a good ther- therapist i really want to say that to people like that's a massive thing but yeah like my my therapist like i knew he was my therapist because from the consultation he made me cry and i said i right, cool. yeah okay cool. i'm comfortable yeah. with you yeah. like we ha- you have somehow managed to 
get me to a place of feeling that secure that I'm able to evoke that level of emotion with you, yeah. you my guy. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're my guy. Yeah. And I actively just want, I, I always knew I wanted a male therapist as well. Mm. That's just because though, so my mom is my confidant. So I felt weird going to another woman. That's fair. To ha- like, cause yeah. if I'm gonna sp- confide in a woman, I confide in to my mother. Um, and so I was like, and I also wanted to challenge a lot of my biases about black men, yeah. which is why I sought out a black male. And I said that to my therapist straight away from the off. And he said like, that's very brave that you even want to go down this route. Yeah. And I said, I know. That's the space that I was in of like how much I wanted to mentally yeah. grow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, therapy guys, seriously, yeah. if you can and afford it, get it. I think that's that's probably where I'm, I'm at, where I'm trying to challenge, um, a lot of the ways that, that I think, because like I said on the last episode, and I think maybe earlier on in this one, one of the things that I, n- I need to work on is I don't like asking men for anything. Mm. And I don't like the fact that I don't like doing that. Yeah. Because I know where that has come from uh-huh. and why it's st- still there. Yeah. And it's just like, I need to work through that because I need to be okay to ask anybody for anything, especially... <clears throat> um. A man. Yeah. Like, as we said earlier, like, I've I've become so self-sufficient mm-hmm. that there is almost this, like, I don't need. Uh-huh. But it's it's okay to need that. Oh, listen, it's, it's definitely okay it's, to need it's that. It's okay. So it's not even a need. It's okay to want that. Yeah. Like, choice of language is very important. Yeah, I yeah. learned this through my therapist definitely. as well. Like, it's okay to want that. Yeah. It's okay to want to be able to ask somebody to for ask something. something. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And that's definitely And it doesn't make you any less self-sufficient or any less independent. Like it doesn't. Yeah. That's okay. Like give yourself permission to want that. Yeah. You're human. Mm-hmm. But yeah, guys, I can't stress therapy enough, man. Whew. Honestly. I, when, actually, when I next speak to my therapist, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I get so excited when our, when our sessions are coming up because I'm like, yo, like what have I got to speak to him about today? Yeah. Like, I love that. Yeah. Like ser- seriously. And even if you can't afford a therapist, right? And you have me or Georgette on social media, like, please just reach out in our DMs. Honestly. I chat every, I, I, I love, love when people I read love it. it. I love it. I'd be like, like, oh, oh my God. Can I ask your opinion on all? I, I was just wondering if I could talk to you, but I love that. Yeah. I absolutely, I love that. Like if I can be a sounding board for somebody that's Honestly. going through something that doesn't feel like they can speak yeah. to someone in their life or they don't have someone, mm-hmm. please, please and, come. And that only comes from, which I'm guessing probably because we've both been through the same thing where we haven't always had that. I haven't always had that person that yep. I can just voice For things so to. much of my life. I've silenced myself uh-huh. a lot th- throughout the majority yeah. of my life. Yeah. So if if I can kind of be what I didn't have to somebody else, like it's it's not like an an um uh egotistical thing. No, at, at it's all. not a savior complex. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, nah, what, like it, I'm it exactly that. you. Like I wish I had somebody that I could have spoke to. I wish, I know how different things would have been for me 100%. if I had somebody to just 100%. listen. Just listen. You don't even have to give advice. You just listen. Like knowing that somebody cares yeah. is, it would have been a game changer. So I would hate to think that there's somebody out there suffering in silence or just doesn't have somebody yeah. they can feel they can turn to and they're internalizing everything. Yeah. And no, uh, honestly, no. it's not it. Plus also guys, I just told you that I text like the Samaritans. Like we're, 
we're friends now. <laughs> like, literally, I've, I've opened up about some really, really like very personal shit. So um, if if anyone did ever just want to like drop even one of us a message and be like, yo. Listen, listen like my DMs, everything is so open, 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 open. Like I can't stress it enough. Yeah. Like I am like the most friendly person ever. Yeah, you are. Right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure. Like maybe get a mixed review from Twitter, but like. <laughs> No. But yeah, I generally feel like, like I'm a warm, welcoming, friendly person. Like, and I generally mean that from the bottom of my heart. Like everything that you say will be kept in confidence. 100%. And like, I just, I'm an, I'm here to listen, man. Like I'm here. Don't ever, I don't want anyone to ever feel like they're alone. Yeah. The world is too big that's, to feel like you're alone. That's like, the worst shit, man. feeling. Yeah. That like, is the worst feeling. To feeling think. alone? I don't have no. anybody that I can speak to. That I just, uh, the, even the thought just upsets me to think that somebody out there like feels like they are alone. Yeah. And they don't have anybody that they that they can listen to, that mm. they feel like cares. Like, nah, no, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. No. And and also that that goes out to men as as well. Always. I think sometimes, I, I, mm, I, d- I don't want to speak for men, but sometimes I feel like the pressure that, society and culture has put on black yep. men especially I, i'm so glad to, you put heavy yeah, on the black because yeah. i was sitting here like you're doing yeah. better put heavy on the black yeah. um on black men to appear a certain way and especially that link between your masculinity like i don't always think that there has been that that space for black men to be able to talk there freely. hasn't been and i'm 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 Happy you've mentioned it and annoyed because I feel like we could speak for another three hours if we were yeah, no, on this topic. Honestly, yeah, but no, like but I say that all the time, like we, it's it's ingrained in men from from childhood though, and I, and I stress this a lot, and I say this is how we create um, emotionally unavailable men as adults is because Oof. as children, little subtle things like this is a prime example, and I'm just gonna like end this conversation yeah. on that note. Is like when little boys fall down in the playground or around their parents, it's get up you're fine dust it off don't cry you don't give them permission to feel like it's okay to express whatever that emotion is they're feeling whereas little girls it's completely polar opposite you cuddle cuddle them kissing this that and the other like i'll be damned yeah if i'm in a relationship and i have a child that only thinks that he can run to his mum for comfort and not his father Mm. because he's worried that his father's going to tell him to man up that is a prime example and the issue that we have amongst our community that we continue to tell little boys that they need to be men or they're not allowed to feel and then we grow up and we have men that don't know how to express their emotion that are emotionally unavailable they don't have the mental capacity to even digest their emotions and their feelings this is this is exactly where it stems from stuff like that so it's definitely like ingrained and it's a shift that we have to have consciously across yeah. the board and it's, it's going to take a lot of work and it's mm. not something that will happen overnight but that is something i'm super super passionate yeah. about and i love speaking on and i think again because i don't want to drag this out i'm aware this is a long episode <laughs> but I, I think also with um our black men i think like a, a lot of them have had to grow up so quickly yeah whether that is whether that's mm-hmm. that's been because they don't have fathers in the household. They don't have fathers or uh-huh. because they're on the roads yep. or because they've got to be the like ad- additional parent. Yeah. And even again, firstborn daughters, I say that as a firstborn black daughter. Oh yeah, daughter, 100%. I've had to grow up quickly because I was the third parent. Yeah. And and so things like that mm-hmm. have an impact on us. Things that mm-hmm. we probably don't even realise, but things that we have gone through from such a, a young age yeah. that have aged us before our time have had such an impact on the way that we now interact with other friends or mm-hmm. relationships, anything that we are then trying to do because we've got all all of this baggage that we don't even really know is there. It's trauma. 
it's generational trauma. That's what it is because it's not just us that this has happened to. You can sit and look back on decades of family. Yeah. Like this is nothing new. Like my grandma comes to this country with seven kids and my granddad was still back in Jamaica. Stoic black woman had to be the provider for that. Listen, so that's, this, that's what your whole generation has This seen. is what people are really not understanding. Like us as black people, like we have so much to unpack in order to do better for ourselves and our future generations. Like it's wild. And like you said, it's all through more often than not circumstance and situation that we've been brought into. Like yeah. it's, it's not something that can be helped, but being able to identify it means that we're able to heal from it. And like I said, especially stuff with like black men feeling like they have to be the provider for their yeah. household or they have to, you know, be able to put money on the table mm-hmm. because like you said, their dad's around or their dad isn't around or he's around and he's not present or it or, could be a number yeah. of things. Like, do you yeah. see what I'm saying? And I think even like, okay, and this is going to be my last point. And, <laughs> and I think even where we have like black boys that feel like they have to have like a younger mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, that's my younger. So even things like that, that's yeah. aging you because you're you're taking on this person. You feel like I have to make sure that they're good. I have yeah. to watch out for this person. Mm-hmm. It like it's all of those, ugh, bruv. Like you said, that's also linked into things like poverty. SJ. That's what I'm saying. Like this is a whole next yeah, episode. Yeah, that's yeah, a whole next yeah, episode because yeah. if you if you really want to get deep on it, there's so, there's, there's so do you see much. what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> before we go for the t- whole tandem, honestly, I'm just like, okay, cool. Because when you start thinking and, about and it, and yeah, <laughs> let's just let's just let's, let's take it back to sex and heartbreak and all of that, guys. You know what? We're gonna wrap it up there because otherwise, me and Eshe can chat. <laughs> Big five, six hours, <laughs> I can still be here. I, that's what we about chat. me, I can talk. Oh, we can chat. We love a chat. No, nah, but I do. I'm so grateful for you to, obviously having me on again because you know I of love your pod and course. I'm here whenever you want me. And of I hope, course. like I said, anybody listening to this took something from the episode. Yeah. Um, I hope and you guys liked it. Yeah. Um, I loved uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> As per you. I feel like this has been therapy for me on both episodes. Um, but yes, episode after this will not be about heartbreak. It'll probably be very much about, I don't know, come. Sex. <laughs> sex. Sex and being a whore, because that's my favorite thing. Um, let people know, again, where they can find you, you amazing human, and find you on everything that you're doing. Okay, just Twitter, Instagram, there. talk with SJ. Yeah. I'm also part of my friend's women's digital empowerment platform, which is Pink Print HQ. I, I do, I host lives on there, and I also do zoom podcast conversations that sounds weird but yeah it's a zoom like sorry if you didn't know sj had a conversation with whom oh shit truth hurts okay god damn it okay i keep forgetting to celebrate my small wins this year hello she's been mad turbulent that's why you know what it is i think it's just been so on top that i'm just it's getting lost celebrate but yeah i did have a i did have a a live with truth hurts i still have pinched myself over that was mad uh yeah so yes pink print hq i host lives on there i do also host lives on my own platform haven't been as consistent but i'm picking them up again amazing um i also write the link is in my twitter bio Mm -hmm. again have been slacking need to bring out some new pieces very soon um i think that's everything for me on that scale i think yeah yeah i'm gonna say that i'm leave it at that just follow, you know it's follow me on socials and you'll just see yeah, whatever i'm no, up to yeah, that's just the real. best way to do it i for feel real. like yeah and guys thank you so much for listening 
these past two episodes I think have possibly been some of my favorite um because the people that I've been fortunate enough to speak to have just been so open and so vulnerable and I just love that shit um so yeah as always follow me at just underscore Georgette on Twitter and Instagram follow the podcast at just the tip pod and I don't think I've got any news or anything coming up because this year's a mess. But, you know, we move and then man. <laughs> we um, move and then man. <laughs> yeah. But, guys, I will catch you again real soon. Thank you. I know you want to. Oh,